Hello, and welcome to the Stupid Sequels Podcast, where we find truly terrible movies and give them all the attention they don't deserve. Each episode, we'll discuss exactly what made such a horrible sequel, from casting to budget to just plain bad writing. While we all love a great movie, there's something just a little more fun about watching a seriously stupid sequel. Now, while there are plenty of awful sequels out there, we have a few guidelines about the kind of movies we'll be reviewing here. We're talking about direct-to-video, made-for-TV, never-appeared-in-a-theater sequels. The ones the studios gave up on before they even started. This week, my guest is Jessica Fortenberry, and we will be discussing Grease 2, the sequel to Grease. Hello, Jessica. Hi. Now, before we get started, I know what all of you are thinking. You're thinking, Chelsea, I thought the movie, the, the episodes were supposed to not come out in the theater. And Grease 2 very clearly came out in theaters. And you're right. And I'd love to give you some explanation about like, well, the fans have been asking for it, so I'll give it to them. <laughs> or, well, it was technically released a month after its actual release, so it doesn't count. But the excuse is, I started a new job this week, and I'm fucking tired, and my brain was fried when I picked this movie, and I literally did not realize until two-thirds of the way through my review of it last night that it came out in theaters. So this is a gift to all of you who have been asking to Grease 2. You're welcome. I hopefully will not make this mistake again. Hi, Jessica. Hi. It's the <laughs> sequel nobody asked for. <laughs> there were supposed to be a third and fourth. Oh my gosh. I actually thought about that when I was watching it. I was like, I wonder if they just thought this was going to be the Grease cinematic universe. It was supposed to be four movies and a TV show. And I'm going to tell you, you something. You know what? I could see a TV show. I'm going to tell you something that's going to blow your face clean off. You're going to be so excited. Because, you know, like, this was the 50s, and then the next one was the 60s. Yes. It was supposed to be, like, 70s. Like, each one was supposed to be a decade. Oh, okay. I'm like, okay, cute. We're getting there. Okay, so just to start off with some basic facts, the original got an 87% on Rotten Tomatoes, and the sequel got a 53. From fans. Wow. A 38 from critics. And sometimes I okay. feel like nostalgia, especially on Rotten Tomatoes, like, it's fun to watch. So, yes. like, it gets bumped up. Rotten Tomatoes is kind of a hellhole so yeah i made very take, unclear i may take their uh consider but it's it's kind of the only metric i have for comparison of Fan. quality yes yeah yes i um, understand so it's around a 34 percent difference which i maybe make that gap a little bit wider but is about right because greece isn't exactly you know the godfather crickets i mean in terms just kidding of- no when i was a kid it was like absolutely one of my favorite movies and now i'm getting older and then i go to watch it and i'm like all right. And, I don't love it as much, so no, it isn't The Godfather. Watching it, you're just like, they got, I got away with, like, why did my parents let me watch this when I was nine? Oh, yes. It's upsetting when I think about it. Grease Lightning is filthy. It's a lot of really gross stuff. It is. And I was watching that when I was, like, five years old. And, like, I was reading all, like, the, the trivia facts, which I'll get into a couple, but one was, like, you know the part where, like, all of a sudden John Travolta has, like, a wheel of like plastic wrap and he's running around yes, the car and he like humps it sorry that's so, just the image that popped into my mind it was supposed to be an allusion to guys who like because condoms were very new in the yes. 50s so they would wrap their junk in plastic wrap hoping that would work it didn't so because they were talking about grease light it was basically like phallic symbol the musical um they wanted to throw that plastic wrap in as like a nod to it and they were like but you can't do anything suggestive with the plastic wrap and John Travolta was like, cool, no, ignoring it. And yeah. And rubbed it on his crotch. Definitely. Um, it was suggestive. <laughs> but the director said 
he never wrote this movie to be like a coming of age teen. It was supposed to be like a parody of all those high school movies where it's like, I'm a bad boy, but with Christian values. It's like, no, they're a bunch of fucking horn dogs who low key rape women. You know, I, I never knew that it was supposed to be like a parody. I didn't until last night. Okay, because I only found out a couple months ago, and this is so silly. I responded to one of those BuzzFeed articles where they're like, tell us a moment in a movie that really upset you or whatever. But you never realized how dirty it was. And I really responded and I was like, okay, I hate the end of Greece. I hate that they're like, change yourself for the one you love. Mm -hmm. And then they actually used my response. And then I read the comments on that post and people were coming for me. Yeah. They were like, it's a parody. You should know this. And I was like, how? Yeah. How is it clear that it's a parody? It's supposed to be a parody of like all those Rebel Without a Cause movies. It's like, I'm a bad boy, but I'll change myself for the, the angelic virginal girl to gain her virtue. And I was like, fuck that i'm gonna turn into a whore for this asshole like yeah it was but like when you watch it when you're nine you don't get that no and maybe i would have got it better if i'd grown up in that time when those kinds of movies were coming out yeah but if you had never seen rebel without a cause but it was also in greece's correlation's not there to us by the time like okay and then maybe in the 70s when it came out it was like kind of that absurdist you know film movement you got it more but i mean it was very much presented to us as like hand jive kid yeah it was just a fun time wholesome and adorable like it was not and if you listen to any lyric or any line you're like oh my god they're all horrible yeah really upsetting i almost made a list and then i was like you know what i don't need to do that yeah i know them you know them (laughs) so the original came out in 1978 with a budget of six million and made 395 million wow damn the sequel came out in 1982 with a budget of 11 million and made 15. Wow. Ouch. Ouch. That's barely a profit. Yeah. And that all went And to that's the including DVD sales leading up to today. <laughs> oh, gosh. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the original V director was Randy, uh, uh, Randall Kle- Kleiser, pardon me. And it was starring John Travolta, Olivia Newton John, Stockard Channing, Eve Arden, Frankie Avalon, Joan Blondell. The mi- music was by Michael Gibson. Amazing. The sequel is directed by Patricia Birch. Shrug. I don't, I don't know who know she her. is. <laughs> who is she? <laughs> and it stars Maxwell Caulfield, Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, Adriana Zmed, Lorna Luft, Didi Khan. Didi Khan's also, it's Frenchie. She's in both. Um, so the people who are in both movies are Didi Khan as Frenchie, mm-hmm. Eve Arden as the principal, and Grease 2 was her final movie ever. Really? Yeah. She seemed pretty young. She just, she just didn't want to act anymore? She just retired. Oh, okay. Um, Sid Caesar as the coach. Yeah. Um, Jodie Goodman as Blanche, the secretary to the principal. Right. Uh, Eddie Deason as Eugene Felsnick, which means the, the nerd. That was not the same guy. Same guy. Why do he look different? Oh, so that doesn't make sense because he graduated. Because they were all 30 in Greece, pretending to be 17. Nobody graduated. Yeah, you'd think so. No, he was there at the senior day. I know. <laughs> okay. I'm saying it I no swear that wasn't sense. the same guy, but sure. And Dennis Stewart as Crater Face. You know, the 40-year-old high schooler who's now 50. Yeah, that took me half the movie to realize it was the same guy. Because I was like, oh yeah, he kind of looks like that guy. I was like, wait a minute. They don't say his name in the sequel. In the sequel, they never call him Crater Face and they never say the Scorpions. I swear they did one time. I didn't hear Scorpions, but... I think they say his real name. Oh, maybe. Like, they say, like, Badaducci's out. I don't know what the fuck is. They're like, Badaducci's outside. They're like, Badaducci. I don't know anybody's name. This is going to be a challenging oh, podcast. Oh, I, I was like, Dim- I started Dim- making notes of names just because uh, I know I, I don't know. remember. 
we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll try. But yeah. dear God, none of them make an impression. And like, they are not important. And so I try to, I watch Grease. I watched Grease as I'm like writing it up. And it's like, you watch movies where it's like, oh, I know all the characters' name Because in the original, in like the first few scenes, it's like, hi, Sandy. Hello, Frenchie. How are you doing, Sandy? Yes. I'm doing well, Frenchie. And you, Sandy? Like It's they, part of introducing your characters to an audience. Or it's like, hey, Frenchie, could you give me your comb? Sure, Rizzo. Why can't you borrow one from Jan? Like, you repeat, and it's kind of annoying in the first five minutes of a movie. Yes. But it sinks in and it helps. Yes. Or if you're super lazy, you give them a name that, like, sticks to their appearance. Like, you know, if you call the Bucktooth Girl Beaver, it's like, oh, I get that. Like, thanks. Cool. Yeah, you'll remember that. It helps. Um, but no, this movie does not help you. And because they have nicknames and real names, you're like, wait, is his name Goose or is it Dimucci or is it Lewis? No, I didn't know the main, the British guy, the main guy, whatever. Max. I didn't know. No, not Max. No, it's Michael. Michael. There we go. His real name is Max. 75% of the movie in, I was like. Oh, Michael. I'm like, he was British dude to me. The only one who gets like nailed down is Stephanie. Yes. Which is Michelle Pfeiffer. That's important. And Uh, I got that one early. And so they, they make uh, Max Caulfield's character Sandy's cousin. And they wanted to make. Wait, so was he supposed to be Australian? No, Australian people can have British cousins. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I missed that setup in the beginning. I was. Honestly. Like, well, because when he's getting off the bus, he's like, you're Sandy's cousin. Any cousin of Sandy's is a cousin of mine. Okay, okay. I don't okay. know why I'm making her fucking Audrey from suddenly seem from I got where you were shop. going with that accent, <laughs> yeah. though. I listened to Little Shop in the car this morning. <laughs> um, And so they wanted to make Stephanie Danny's cousin, but they're like, that's fucking stupid. I'm like, oh, that's where you drew the line? It's fucking stupid. But that's why her name is like Stephanie Zanoni, because it was Stephanie Zuko for like the first couple oh. of drafts. And then they flipped it. Um, so the whole Grease one is based on the 1971 musical, right? where Sandy is not Australian, um, where they cut a bunch of songs. There's little things that are different. Like Sandy never goes to prom. Uh, mm-hmm. She sings the song Raining on Prom Night and Sandy just takes cha-cha straight up. Uh, oh, there's the song Freddie, My Love, which is like the darkest song. song. It's so cute. It's so cute. I love it. <laughs> um, Hopelessly Devoted to You does not exist. It was written yes. for the movie after they finished it. Nobody liked it. And then it got an Oscar nominated. Oscar nom. nominated. I'm sorry. That song's not Oscar worthy. Whatever. I love but it. Now. There's no. No, um, <laughs> no, but I feel like I love that song because I grew up watching that movie. So I grew up loving all those songs, which oh, I, I think. I fast forwarded through it every time I watched it. Wow, Grace. I, I never did. I love a female solo. I love some sad moments. Are you ready for the fucking uh, fans to drag me? What? Every time I watch Burlesque, I fast forward through Cher's song because I think it's boring. You know what? I haven't seen that movie in like eight years, so I don't remember. It's but like, I'll stand by your opinion. I'll support it's you. It's just like the whole show is like, oh, the whole movie is empty fluff and it's garbage, but it's yeah. like upbeat. And then Cher's like, nothing's going to stop us now. I'm like, I, shut up. No, I don't care. <laughs> you know what? That's the best thing about watching things at home is you could just fast, fast forward. forward. So there were plans for a third sequel in 2003 whose script was turned into High School Musical. Oh my god. All the pieces come together! That makes so much sense. <laughs> High School Musical is iconic. It's, it's our Greece. generation's Grease. I met you on vacation. I'm never going to see you again. I'm the coolie, cool, cool guy. Holy The cow. script for Grease 3 was turned into High School Musical. 
let your face be blown clean off by that fact because I literally sat in it really is silence. I'm like literally gonna text my sister as soon as we're done here she want to text her now it's, it's okay. okay it's okay um <laughs> she's gonna be mind blown they tried to make another one in 2008 which is supposed to be like sandy and dandy sandy and dandy sandy and dandy <laughs> sandy and danny like the 10-year reunion or the 20-year reunion but they couldn't get all the cast back together they so. wanted like the og yeah. people look and i'll watch a lot of people i'm not willing to watch john travolta in like anything no and the whole original cast is like no thanks yeah um good call guys good call but this april a prequel was announced named summer lovin a prequel basically like the summer i know what a prequel is but like like the summer sandy and dandy met like how they met how they fell in love nobody cares cute young people i'd watch it I mean, um, like lifetime. What are you gonna get, like Julian Huff and Zach Efron? Yeah, interesting age difference that feels like. But oh, like they give a shit about people's ages in Greece. It's kind of a joke of the movie. Well, they're in their thirties and they're supposed to be playing. Stalker Channing hate, was thirty eight. I, I hate high school movies. I hate Stalker Channing was thirty eight when she did Greece. She definitely looks way older than everybody. Yeah, she does. <laughs> upsetting. Literally having them be thirty would be a great homage to the original. Oh, That's no, they true. could do... <gasps> no, they'd have that blonde girl from Riverdale. Can she sing? Yeah. There's been many musical episodes. They oh. do Dove Cameron. Oh, she's cute. She was she in the hair. Sing. They could do Dove Cameron and, like, Shawn Mendes. That's who they're going to do. I don't know why he bugs me. It's so very he strange. He pisses me off have. after the Met Gala. What did he wear? A fucking plain black tux. Well, that's why I don't remember it. And they were like, so what's the definition of camp to you? And he goes, I didn't really know what camp meant. Nobody knew what camp meant. Everybody's dumb. I'm like, if you're paying a $30,000 fucking dollar ticket, if Anna Wintour has handpicked you to come to her event and handpicked the designer who will dress you, you don't give them the cursory of a 30 fucking second Google? Amen. Shut the fuck up. You could have just worn a hot pink suit and, and there were guys okay. who did that that would have there been were enough. guys who just wore neon tuxedos They're like i don't want to do heels and makeup i'm like that's fine that's cool it's, at least you put you're a chicken the smallest shit, amount of effort but just, like literally you know you know what guy looked good though darren chris harry styles <laughs> okay but everyone's like queen of camp i'm like did you see billy no. porter being carried in by six shirtless men yeah but a- wasn't he also on the like committee or something like that no. oh i thought he was that's no. why i thought he had a whole special thing Gaga with her four outfits. It was really unnecessary, but it was very She Gaga. was hosting, though. Yeah, I know. I so know. she gets to. Um, fucking Zendaya with the fucking Cinderella transformation Oh, dress. I kind of hated it. I know. I loved it. I and loved then did her. you see did at the after like party that. she changed into the pink shredded dress? Oh, no. I will look that up. That's Yeah, great. for the after party she changed into, like, the, the post like, and she left a glass slipper on the stairs. I did see that. I'm like, get it zendaya her looks every year kill okay we could talk about this forever we need we to could. get back to greece too cardi b's look was amazing anyway <laughs> um uh greece live happened in 2016 with julianne huff that's oh, why she was on my right. mind yeah. aaron Tveit and vanessa hudgens whose father died that morning and yeah. she still sang the dang show she was my favorite Fucking part of that. Fucking A. I didn't watch it except for Vanessa Hudgens seeing what I, I can do. was like, I always expect and I those love TV live things to be bad. They are. But I always watch them. Me too. <laughs> Who doesn't love a dumpster fire? So. Peter Pan was the worst. I Yes. And I watched that in a vet ER. Wow. That's really depressing. <laughs> I own the DVD. Hi. My roommates bought it for me because I laughed so hard through oh, the NBC well, live. That's always a fun thing. I'm like, I don't ever need to rewatch this, but thank you. Yeah. Definitely. 
have no interest in rewatching any of those. Oh, you know what came second worst? Hairspray? No. Sound of Music. That's the one. Oh, God, that terracotta nightmare of a When dress. she was walking through the plastic trees or whatever. And you have Audra <laughs> McDonald, and you cut her song in half. What's wrong with you? So much was wrong with that. Upsetting, <sighs> really. I want to scream. Yeah. Um... Elvis Presley was offered the role of the beauty school dropout angel, but he turned it down. Oh, the day they filmed um, Sandra D, and she makes that line like Elvis, Elvis, let me wait. I saw this. Keep this pelvis far from me. He died that day. Yeah. <laughs> Awkward. It's so insane. There's an there's an alternative lyric because they changed that for the musical because the pelvis far from me. The original lyric in the musical is about Salminio. Okay. And so they debated dubbing the line about Salminio in instead of Elvis Presley. No, Because they're like, too he late. just died. It's awkward. I'm like, but it's not making fun of like fat died on a toilet, Elvis. It's like no. prime Elvis. So it's, yeah. it's okay. Um, Jeff Conway, um, yep. Kanicki, he's supposed to sing the lead on Grease Lightning, but John Travolta's like, ah, rank. Psych. Uh, and he pulled it. And during the filming of Grease Lightning, Jeff Conway was dropped uh, severely injured, had a painkiller addiction, which killed him in his 60s. Wow. That's so, really John Travolta, you were a selfish bastard, and John uh, Jeff Conway died an addict, and it's your fault. Sure. That's a stance to take. Why not? <laughs> I hate John Travolta. Fuck him. Yeah, I hear that. Fuck also, I just him. wish he would commit to losing his hair. <laughs> hair pieces it. are so bad. Just accept it. And I love how um, Scientology cured his dyslexia unless he can't read Adina Menzel's name and then he has dyslexia again. Sure. Why not? The whole adult Azim. I think about it all the time to be honest. (laughs) Everyone's like he has dyslexia. I'm like he was also a fucking actor. He could not remember the line. He could have memorized it. And here to sing Let It Go from the movie Frozen Adina Menzel. Look I just memorized it right now and I had no prompting. Yeah. Not that hard. It's in the past. Um, we will let it go. The water on the ground of the racing scene yeah. in the first movie was stagnant water that had sat there for a full summer, Ooh. was toxic, and the entire cast got violently ill. Oh my god, disgusting. Yeah, hideous, gross. And uh, the girl who plays Cha-Cha was having severe stomach pains that day, which is why she's always leaning on a car, except for the one moment where she like does the flag race, because it was an ectopic pregnancy. No. Yeah first the next day that is really upsetting horrifying yeah uh and the hand jive was filmed in the dead of summer in a school that wasn't open so they didn't have air conditioning on it was 106 degrees in there and multiple extras fainted that's gross work equity for actors in the 70s was garbage clearly um in i've already if you've already watched the christmas episode you know this but you know like the star wars christmas special that's notoriously horrible mm-hmm. so basically the only thing that they did to help them was they lent them costumes from the star wars movies but they didn't give them instructions on how to use them because yeah. some of those full body latex costumes you have to pump oxygen in right so there's a whole cantina scene where it's all of the aliens and they said you'd be halfway through a take and just four people would drop oh my god because they were basically in sealed rubber tubes yeah <laughs> so Ugh. Actors in the 70s had it real fucking rough. And every decade before that and every decade after. It's a hard industry, guys. Anyway. Yeah. Um, just a couple facts about the sequel that will come up naturally during the review. Frenchie is only in half the movie because the movie was being rewritten while they were filming. 
So her character got cut in the second draft. Oh. But they're like, we already filmed her scene, so let's not be she, assholes. She like, pops up in like three scenes. And by the third one, I was like, what's even happening? She doesn't need to be here. And she's back in high school for one class? For one class that sounds like it should be a college course? It's chemistry. chemistry? And I'm like, so is she just taking chemistry six blocks a day? Is she just taking chemistry six times See, that a day? doesn't work in high school. That's why none of that no. made sense. And, like, literally the other kids were in homeroom during the morning. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, <laughs> and this is my, oh, not my favorite fact. My fa- This fact, and the, the final fact is my favorite fact. Uh, Max Ca- Maxwell Caulfield was being, like, he's the next Harrison Ford. He's the next, like, he's it. This movie killed his career. Really? He couldn't get a part for 10 years. He was years. Michael. Yeah. He was very cute. Very cute. Couldn't sing worth a fucking damn. No, but not many people in this movie could. Michelle so. Pfeiffer could. Michelle Pfeiffer fucking yeah. could. <laughs> mm. But this literally could not get a role for like 10 years. That's this really sad. killed his career. I, I could have seen him being somebody. He and Michelle Pfeiffer fucking hated each other. Well, that happens. He uh, he said they got on infamously. And she said, <laughs> I've never met someone more in love with their own reflection. And my favorite fact of the fucking movie. So Max had to use a stunt double for all of his work. All the motorcycle shit. Okay. And they told Michelle Pfeiffer, so we're going to get you a stunt double. And she said, no. And she did all of the motorcycle stunts herself. Wait, even the one when she turns around, she's on the back of the bike, and then she swings around him to the front of the bike. Yeah. Oh my God. That was really cool. She kept saying, can I do more? She had the, they were like, she would just like, can we film more motorcycle scenes? Can we do more motorcycles? Like she loved it. Wow. She's Catwoman. Yeah. She was ready to go. Did you see that fucking, oh, are you on Instagram still? Yes, but. She found her whip from Catwoman uh-huh. and she was like, oh, it needs to like, cause it's like dry and it needs to be like fixed up. She's like, oh, I got to dust this off and oil it up and see if it can still sing next fucking thing. She whips that thing, fucking cracks it. And like, it is hard to crack a whip. Yeah. And she's like, still got it. I'm like, fuck yeah, you do Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> ah! I love her. I love her so much. She was great. Okay. So on to the Michelle Pfeiffer fan hour. <laughs> I mean, Grace too. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Here we go. We are 30 minutes in and we're just starting the movie. Whatevs. We talked for like 15 minutes before, too, so. <laughs> we you, had to get the juices flowing. You you guys are getting, getting an impression of uh, how much we talked before we started, because this movie needed a rev up. I'm going really to set dead. down my wine, because I'm already mumble-mouthing. <laughs> okay. Open scene. No, oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, that's a movie I would have much rather been watching. <laughs> there is Titanic too. It's a horror movie, and uh, James Cameron tried to sue the shit out of them, and they're like, "We named it after the shit." Uh, yeah, not the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will never review it because it's just a dumb, gross, like gory horror movie. That's yeah. That happens to take place on a boat. Not. I'll watch Poseidon Adventure. That's a fucking great movie. What is Poseidon Adventure? Uh, it's about like a giant cruise ship in like the 90s, 80s, and it tips on its side. And mm. it's like a group of like 15, 20 people trying to get off the boat, except an elevator cuts you in half. Or like the wire that like holds the chandelier up to the ceiling is now like on the wall and it snaps and cuts a whole room of people in half. Wow, it sounds like a Final Destination movie. <laughs> it kind of was. It was fucking insane. And I like, I'm not a person who likes gory horror movies, but like, 
It's great. It's you great. A creative death is fun. I weirdly like the Final Destination movies too. I've I never don't seen know one, why. but like, yeah, you I don't watch anything scary. Pay me to see a Saw movie. Like, couldn't pay no. me. But I think because the violence in the Final Destination movies is like so hilarious. Yes, and like it's not visceral. It's not like, oh, I can feel that in my kneecaps. Fuck. It's like, oh, she died in a tanning bed. The fuck? Like, yeah. There's no fear there. Because, like, that couldn't happen to me. It's fine. I think that's it. I think it's the element of, like, ridiculousness that's so far removed from reality. Yeah. It's not scary anymore. I'm sure. Anyway, Grease 2. <laughs> the ultimate horror movie. <laughs> to some. To many. Oh, God. Oh, this movie. So it starts with uh, Blanche and the principal. They're putting up the Rydell flag and they're like, if the Russians could put a man in space, think of what our American teenagers can do. What kind of fucking comparison is that? Very weird. I also stumbled over that. And the fact that that wasn't even the only reference to the Russians. Well, because it was Cold War. Not Cold War. Cold War? Not Cold War. It was the Cold Cold War. War. Because it was 1961. They put that date at the beginning. That's right. But then I was like, why didn't the first one talk about this stuff? Why are they leaning so heavily into it now when it's literally, what, 15 years after the end of World War II and now they're talking yeah. about it? I don't know. Well, World War, I mean, Grace One did have the Freddie, my love, where she has like a million pen pals. That's true. I think they tried to back away from the war elements and make it a little, like, lighter hmm. and less historical. And this one is like, we're in the 60s now. <laughs> Look at the bowling. Like, <laughs> Oh, the bowling. <laughs> oh, the, we'll get to the bowling. Um, And it cuts into the first song, Back to School. Yep. And immediately I realized the problem with this movie is it's not people singing. It's a song is happening and people are dancing to it and they'll sing one or two lines over the track. I was thinking about that too, that there's so much more group singing. And it is an ensemble of 500 people. Oh my God. And that's the thing is I think the biggest group scene in Greece excluding like the carnival is like 30 maybe 50 people at the hand jive right but there's 500 people it's a lot to follow it took me a while to figure out who was supposed to be important who was important yeah yeah it's like are they important oh no she just has a great skirt great skirt yeah um <laughs> there's one girl who wears the same skirt through the whole movie and it's a very oh, like I distinct didn't notice. I skirt I did. <laughs> it's like this fuchsia skirt it's really cute She's standing on the table during reproduction. It's like all you can see is her skirt. And I'm like, it's you. <laughs> um, but yeah, it feels, and it has this weird feel to it. Like it's a jukebox musical, like Mamma Mia. Like they had the songs picked out and wrote a musical around it. I could see that. I could see what you're Because the that. songs came to come out of nowhere and they sort of fit the situation, but not exactly. Yeah, I agree. Like, oh, back to school. I'm sad wow oh that was another thing i really stumbled upon stumbled no stumbled over stumbled over thank you sorry i'm tired me too (laughs) um was this whole movie supposed to take place over the course of a year because at the end it seemed like that luau was a yay summers here but the whole thing felt like it took a month it's called the june talent show okay there's another part movie felt like it took there's another September. part where they shoehorn in a timeline like do 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 i'm like thank you for that actually it was very helpful i but must like, have been looking down <laughs> it's so awkward i'm like that's actually kind of helpful because it's something that used to bug me i'm like oh they did actually cut. thank you thank you very much <laughs> um so the t-birds roll up and they're on motorcycles now cars are over it's motorcycles now for no reason yes um because the motorcycles are cheaper um well they are 
And there's these annoying twin cheerleaders whose names I never fucking learned. And With I don't really bad haircuts. Like fucking like Liza Minnelli Black Bob haircuts. Yes. It's bad. Yeah. And like they're trying to be Patty Simcox, but they're also like bitches who hate the no, teachers. Hold on. Everybody in this movie is super mean. And so not in a funny way. Mean. Just mean. Because like Patty Simcox is like, I'm a cheerleader and I just like love my school like so yeah, no, much. She was just like really excited. She wasn't a bitch. She yeah. was just like really passionate and about these her girls, school. And these girls you think they are and they're like Hi, Mrs. Mason. We love your hair. And she walks in like, oh, 30 pounds of it. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. they're bitches. Yeah. But they're also kiss asses. It's weird. Um, So Johnny is the leader of the T-Birds. The other ones are named... Hang on. Louis, Demucci, Goose may all be one person. Yeah, they they could be. Honestly, I don't know. That's the other thing. Cause I don't have, think I got their names until like 90 Their last names that they the refer movie. to, like Zuko, but also like their nicknames. Nagarelli. Nagarelli. Johnny Nagarelli. <laughs> Johnny Nagarelli. <laughs> so Italian. Yeah, I was also thinking, where's Rydell? <laughs> where's Rydell? Ohio. Is it? I'm 90. Like, I'm, I'm, I mean, it's not important, but there's just a lot of accents happening yeah. that are really weird and specific yeah that i was just struggling <laughs> with where where did all these people meet i mean high i mean school, it's obviously. filmed in la der. Well, thanks um no I'm, I'm just googling yes um you know i think they should have just done this movie with not a single returning person and it would have been so much better. Because it made no fucking sense for... No, it didn't make sense for any of them to be back. No. I get that they're trying to connect them, but really it should have just been a movie not called Grease. Well, that was the thing, is they thought they were building the Grease cinematic universe. Yeah, they were trying to monopolize on that name, but it really didn't work. I swear it's in Ohio, but I can't find anything to back it up. That's um. okay. I feel like there was a joke that about it. That sounded right to me, but... I feel like there's uh-huh. a joke about it on Glee. Because they're in Ohio. in Ohio. They're oh. in Ohio. Oh. They're in Lima, Ohio. They refer to it many times. Okay. Um, I'm the Glee addict here. And I think there's a joke where, like, they're like, where you think you are, right, Ohio? high? And it's like, well, I'm close. Like, I think <laughs> I think there's a joke somewhere in there. Um, so... Michael gets off the bus and he's like straight sweater vest nerd. I know. He looks adorable. I'm into that. <laughs> it's a look that would work now, but in the 1960s was dumb. Eh. And he just walks off the bus. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't look anywhere. And Frenchie just walks up and gets right in his face. Like an yes. inch away. She's like, Michael? And he's like, yes. And she's like, I'm Frenchie. I'm Sandy's friend. Your cousin. I'm like, you don't have to tell me who his cousin is. <laughs> and she's like, you remember Sandy? <laughs> when Sandy said you would come into Roydale High. Why do you keep sending your abroad students to this fucking school? I yeah. said, any cousin of Sandy's is a cousin of mine. And he's like, how are you the same age as my aunt and still in high school? She's like, yeah. And then she literally gives like a summary of her character. She's like, I went to Rydale yeah. High and I was one of the pink ladies. But then I dropped out to go to beauty school. But then I failed tinting and I turned my hair pink. But now I'm back to school to get my chemistry degree. Her chemistry degree from high school. What? None of that makes so sense. So I can mix my own makeup. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's not about hair anymore. She's all about skincare. Skincare. Which, which like, if she'd been wearing like stupid makeup through the whole movie, would have been fun. But she's not. No. And so she's somehow, because the first one takes place in 58. Yeah. So three years later, she's just decided to roll up to school and take one class. Yeah, what's she been doing in those three years? Fast food work. Fucking. 
<laughs> Doing that cigarette smoke thing, you know. <laughs> God. Really niche uh, attraction there. <laughs> um, so the pink ladies roll up. And they're in a pink car, which is apparently just passed it down. Yeah, the yeah, of course. As they do. Pink cars roll around. Um, and they're like, the song is happening. And all of a sudden they have this weird little chant. And they're like, act cool. Be cool. Look cool. Think pink. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, it was really nuts. The pink ladies felt much more like They were trying to cult. be pink ladies. Yes. It felt really uncomfortable. Whereas... The original, it just seemed like a group of friends who bought some jackets. I feel like the T-Birds and the Pink Ladies in the original were like an actual group of friends. I'm like, we're going to become a gang. And then by this generation, which is like four years later, which is about how long it takes for things to die out at a high school. It's like, so we inherited these jackets from these kids who were seniors when we were freshmen. And there's rules of being a T-Bird and a Pink Lady. But the rules are that you have to be one to date one, but you have to date one to be one. Head explodes. <laughs> like, like they've lost the thread because the rules weren't real when the group happened. But like, they made. The, it, it seems like none of them know how. Yeah, to there be. shouldn't be rules. Okay. Like, <laughs> the T birds were actually a little bit of delinquents. They did some shit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. stole some car parts. They drag race. They did bad shit. Yeah. They don't do really anything. They get scared out of fights. Yeah. Like when the other gang show up, they're like. <sighs> Yeah. No, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I just want to smoke and have good hair. Yes. The important things in life. Yes. Um. So <laughs> the coach is trying to recruit a basketball team. There's nerds abound. Yes. Blah, 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 blah. Michael bumps into the T-Birds. A cello gets strung up a flagpole. That all seemed really dumb. And then a kid jumps in a window in a very impressive move. I'm like, wow. Honestly, yeah. I was like, wait, where's that guy running? I was like, he's going to go in that window. And then he did. And he, and he doesn't like catch the sill. He just like flies. It was like, like, like fucking pole vaulting. Nothing but net. Like swish. I'm like, fuck. And at that moment, I knew we had peaked. <laughs> okay, guys. End of movie. That was a great time um, for fucking real. Um... So this is where I'm going to try to name the pink ladies, but fuck. So there's I know one. Sharon, who's the brown haired one. Okay. Who's kind of nice. And she's trying to dress like Jackie O. And then the blonde one, Paulette. That's the only one I know. Is trying to be Marilyn. Yeah. And then there's Rhonda, who has the nose that she hates. Well, it is not a great nose. It isn't. <laughs> they bring it up a lot, though. They like, do. It's really unnecessary. Real nose. Come on, Yeah, guys. it's really uncool. Can um, you imagine? They didn't. Did they cast her with that already written? Or did they write that after they cast her? You know? I don't know. Who knows? Which is worse. <laughs> They're both so bad. They're both so bad. <laughs> um, and so we learn a little about Stephanie. She works at her father's gas station. Mm-hmm. And she's Johnny's ex. Right. And like they- She just broke up with him. It sounds like they broke up at the beginning of summer. And he's like, well, now you've had the summer off. Are we still broken up? And she's like, yes. Yeah. And he's shocked by this. He's very annoying about it. And then he's like, hey, Paulette. I'm a fuck you now. Okay, and here's the very confusing thing, and we'll get into it later. So basically, pink ladies can only date T-birds. Yes. And the only way to be a pink lady is to date a T-bird. So supposedly all of these girls are dating because there's five, there's four T-birds and there's four pink ladies. I didn't get that you had to be dating somebody to be in the group. Except when Stephanie gets kicked out. What? 
we'll get there. But Stephanie's like, we we have to be dating a, a T-Bird. Oh, because oh, the little sister wants to join. And they're like, they say the I'm, only way to be a pink... She's my favorite character, by Fucking the way. Chuck? I love her. <laughs> um, Dolores. I, they, some people call me Up Chuck, Believe a Chuck. I prefer Dolores. <laughs> and her accent is fucking wild. She's doing so much. She's like, I have pigtails, braces, a skateboard, and my name's Dolores. I'm like... It was I the best part. You. When she showed up, I'm like, okay, I could get behind this. I love she, like, pops in at, like, the 11th hour of the movie, and you're like, yeah. Dolores! She's back on her skateboard. But there's a whole thing where they're like, well, you can't be a pink lady because you're not dating a T-bird anymore. I'm like, she hasn't been dating a T-bird. This whole You're right. I movie. forgot about that. But, so supposedly, the four of them are dating the four T-birds beforehand. So who was Paulette dating that she was leaving to be with Johnny? Maybe someone who just graduated. Maybe a T-bird. Oh, Ooh, next level. <laughs> but you see them recruit no new T-birds before you're graduation, right, you're right. so it dies with them. <laughs> because also in Greece, there were the four main T-birds, but supposedly like the whole auto shop of them were T-birds. That's true. Because they all worked on the car, so it's like these are the main guys, but there are others. Yeah. Um. It's like the quarterbacks of the football team. Yeah. Yeah. Let's put it into terms that nobody. Nobody cares about. What am I doing? For those of you who are Grease 2 fans and also avid football fans, (laughs) I actually know there's one of you on YouTube and I can't remember your screen name now. He's like Steelers Forever or like Steelers fan. Hi. I probably got your screen name wrong, but hi, my one football fan. Shocking. I'm waving at my mic. The crossover. I'm just impressed that there's somebody. Uh, The stands are quaking. Um, (laughs) So... They all seem like we're fucking badasses and we break the rules. But then Stephanie realizes she's wearing pants and has a damn panic attack. I didn't understand what was happening there. And then she puts a skirt on over the pants. Over the pants. What was the problem? Is she not allowed to wear pants to school? Well, all the girls are wearing skirts. And Stephanie's the only one in pants. And then she's like, and then she's walking down the hallway. And one girl looks up and down and goes, pants? Like, And I love that. She just says, pants? And Stephanie goes, shit. And turns back and pulls the skirt up. Like, and she had an emergency skirt. Emergency skirt. I mean. I'm guessing dress code. It was like wearing pants was scandalous or I don't know. Like. In 1961. I mean, even if it wasn't like scandalous outside of school. It was probably like dress code. They were yeah. still trying to make it. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But that was very weird. And she's like pulling on the pants. And like Michael's like, hello. And the T-birds shove him in a locker. And she's like, ignore them. They're fine. And he's like, who are you? And she's like. No one. She she, immediately, she's like, not for you. Like, I'm sorry, my friends are assholes. Oh, what's your name? I don't fucking know you. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a really weird, like, meet cute for the love interests of the movie. Yeah. Like, well, they don't know they're, well, she doesn't know. Oh, she's kind of nice to him. Never mind. Yeah, um, that changes. So they're in Miss Mason's homeroom. Miss Mason's like the, I thought she was the French teacher. Because like, just like hair stacked to God, tits out. Yeah. Just she's I swear here. at some point she had a scarf around her neck. It's all oh, very yeah. yeah. But she's she's the music appreciation teacher. Yes. Um which there's a shocking number of people in that class. So many. But she's also in homeroom. And so they're the principal is doing the announcements and they're like, We want to welcome back Mr. Spears after his nervous breakdown and we watch this teacher who's like shaking like a like a fucking earthquake. Yes. And then like a kid screams and he just cold passes out on his desk. I'm like, <laughs> mental illness. Like, it's not funny. It was And it's also really not funny. And he comes back later and it's bad. Um, yeah. It just gets worse for him. And Frenchie is somehow already missing up in chem class, even though this is clearly homeroom. Yeah. 
on the first day of school, why are they mixing chemicals? Chemicals. Like, that's, it's a no. I was, like, so prepared in high school to, like, blow up the chem lab. It's like, you couldn't if you tried. First of all, there's not chemicals exciting enough. No. My mom in college, though, because she took an organic chem class because reasons, literally their final assignment was to make LSD. Wow. What'd they do with it when they were done making it? I'm guessing the teacher's party at the end of the year was fucking lit. Yeah, because they can't legally... (laughs) let the kids take it home no i think like the teacher like destroyed it in front of the class like you basically tested it for like its purity and then they're like and dump it in water i've heard it's awful so yeah and you can have flashbacks for it years later even after you stop wow oh no that's shrooms shrooms well i've heard those are great but you you know you can take them once though and just like 10 years later cruising down the freeway just like and it kicks in like you just took them again that's crazy i've never heard that that's why i will never do shrooms or any drug mom just kidding i smoke weed all the time California. I have a Does car. Did listen it. to this? Yeah. Hi, Liz. <laughs> I smoked weed in front of her. I smoked weed at my birthday. You did? Yeah. And my godfather's like, Do you smoke? I'm like, Weed. And he goes, The fuck? You just took my pen and like took a hit off it. <laughs> and he turned to my dad. He goes, Do you ever think you'd see me smoking weed with your daughter? And he goes, No. And he goes, Well, because you know, you and I. And he's like, Shut up, shut up, shut oh up. Oh my God. Especially they were camp counselors together up in the fucking woods. Yeah. In the 70s. My dad fucking smoked weed in the wood in the 70s. Duh. I mean, he's never smoked weed, the government agency he works for. Anyway. <laughs> you don't know who he is. Um, so there's going to be a talent show in June, which they're announcing in September. First day of school. That's really why I was confused about when the talent show was Okay, happening. and also, like, when they're like, American Bandstand is fucking coming to our school in the first week. That means something. Oh, yeah, I need to get my outfit ready. But, like, we're going to have a talent show. Auditions are September 2nd. Like, yeah. And presumably three rounds of auditions? Something like that. But then the weirdest, I was like, why are they all doing the talent show? To win records? A hundred pre- records. Okay. Which, it took me a, back in the a day, while. I didn't understand. I was like, I definitely missed the part where they were excited about the because, talent show. Because the one teamer kept being like, I call all the Ray Orbison records. Yeah. I don't know who Ray Orbison it's, is. It's Roy. Roy Orbison. I don't know who the fuck he is. Because they have all the records like in a display case in the okay. lobby. Yeah, I totally missed it. And they're like, and they have this record and that record. Useless. Oh my God. Um, so they want these records. But also they're all doing it in like groups of 20. So I'm like, each of y'all are getting it like five records. Yeah. But apparently not because we'll get to fucking Matt, the talent show. Oh yes. my God. But next up, I think we have Bowling. Um, oh wait the motorcycle no. guys show up we have the track meet or oh, track so much stuff track tryouts okay also maybe it was just pe the teacher introduces michael over the loudspeaker to the whole school yeah like how small is your like, school that that's a requirement we have a straight a student coming all the way from england and they're like say hello to michael and all the students go hello to michael i'm like <laughs> timeless um <laughs> anyway so it's no it's it's I think it's tryout. No, it's not tryouts because it's tryout. It could just be trying out. track practice. It's, yeah, it's track practice plus band practice. Because the marching band is playing Moon River. Moon River? I wrote that. What like, the shit? I was like, is that a standard band song? I don't know. I love Moon River. I'll listen to it any time. But I was just like, Two. in the background that's going, I was like, oh, that sounds like Moon River. Wait, and Frenchie says, is. how's your first week of school? So this is like in the first week. Oh, gosh. Week. 
I tried to pay close attention. It was attention really hard. There's not much. Yeah. And the twins like tackle Michael, and they're like, "Michael, we hear you play piano." I'm like, "How?" Like, and he's yeah, like, "How'd that get out?" The guy I, hasn't I, talked to anybody. I do, and they're like, "You have to play for the talent show auditions." And then apparently the entire fucking talent show for everyone. Yeah. For everyone. Well, I mean, that one girl does it for the whole High School Musical performance. Oh, Kelsey. You sad little lesbian. Maybe it's a thing in some schools that I don't know. I went to OSHA and it's fucking not. Real quick. Have you heard the fucking exciting news? No. You know Nelson? Went to no. OSHA with him? I mean, it sounds familiar. So, he, he familiar. yeah, he has um, a standing, I don't want to take my headphone off. He has a standing gig at like a restaurant in Long Beach. And he was playing, and the bartender, like, slipped a napkin to him on the piano that said, just so you know, Stevie Wonder is in the audience. No. And he was like, <gasps> and so he just started playing, like, an instrumental cover of Isn't She Lovely? Like, yeah, I get you, Stevie. Gets a second napkin. Stevie would like to play with you. No. Played for 35 minutes. Everyone listening to this because he's been on People Magazine, Daily Mail. He was interviewed by NPR this morning. Wow. He's... Um, and at the end of the thing, he hugged him and said, I can't wait to hear your EP. And That's he took so his business cool. card. I thought the second note was going to say, stop playing Stevie songs. <laughs> no! <laughs> no! I'm so glad that uh, Stevie's not as horrible as no. I made him out to be in my brain. He just played now. with him for 35 minutes. That's really cool. Minutes. Good for him. Oh, Nelson Cade the third. Look up his shit. I'm so proud of him. <laughs> ah! Um... I'm sure people love when you scream into your mic. I I audio correct it so it doesn't actually. <laughs> okay. I do. I, I I see it spiking and I'm like, fix them levels. Yeah, because I have to. I listen to it myself when I'm editing, so I try not to hurt myself. Yeah. Um. So Craterface just shows up at school. Yeah. Ripping across the lawn on a motorcycle. Why isn't he not arrested? I don't know. That was really upsetting. <laughs> um. And the T-Birds put their jackets on over their gym uniform. God, it looks stupid. It was very dumb. And they're like, go away. And the Scorpions say, no. And then they leave. Yeah. And then Johnny tells Paulette to dress up for bowling. Okay, raise your hand if you thought bowling was going to be a euphemism for something else. Me. I love a bowling job. Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) That's a joke from Ugly Betty. I'm really sorry, guys. <laughs> I don't know. I just really uh, didn't expect them to actually be bowling. And then I was like, oh. Oh, with the okay. completely subtle song, we're going to score tonight. We're going to score tonight. Don't sing it. It might get stuck in my head. <laughs> but how can you not with such lyrics as, we're going to rock. We're going to roll. We're going to bop. We're going to bowl. We're going to score Tonight. I will say <laughs> there were moments in some of the songs where I was like, all right, this feels a little Broadway-ish. Like the lyrics and the way they yes. put things together. They just aren't good. Every but I song get it. in Greece sticks in your head. You yes. can sing that shit. Uh, like ha- I can sing the fucking hand drive, and that's the least catchy song besides yep. hopelessly devoted to you. To hand drive, baby. baby. <laughs> no, you can't hand drive. Baby. Like, but like. Oh the, yeah. Sorry, uh, I had to. Uh, I played cha cha in Greece, by the way, <laughs> and I got dropped on my head by my Danny Nick. Nick, you know who you are. Wow. Ouch. He dropped me straight down to the top of my head. It hurt. I believe you. <laughs> and he made me go again. I'm like, can I have five minutes? I'm like, <laughs> now. We had to get the lighting down. Um. 
So they're trying to make all sorts of sex puns through the bowling. Yes. Okay, Johnny has a weird form of uh, verbal dyslexia is the only way I can describe it. Or he's just fucking stupid. This is the the first one of it where he says Paulette has nymphoid mania. Yes. Um, and then she. I feel like I laughed at that. She. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It gets less funny the longer it goes on, though. Oh, everything he, does. He fucks up ones that don't even make sense to. Yeah. And she literally gets on her hands and knees, sticking her gold lame ass in the air. Yeah. And rolls the ball down the lane. Okay. Also, the other three. She gets a strike though. She does. The three pink ladies have like pink bowling shirts. And mm-hmm. Stephanie's in a red and black one. Like, get fucked. I'm like... She looks massively different than all of them the whole movie. Yes. Like... Because she's Michelle Pfeiffer. She, she's special. She is. She, I think she's supposed to be, like... Not really wanting to be Rizzo a and Sandy rolled into one person. Uh-huh. Yep. Because they wanted, like, attitude, but she also has to be the desirable one. And, and also, like, I want something more. Yeah. I want more. Um. <laughs> so... Dolores, who is Paulette's little sister, like pops up. She's like, what's the final score? And Johnny's like, that happens later. <laughs> the fuck your sister. Weird. Um, There are so many fucking pirouettes and spins and turns on that bowling lane. Yes. I'm like, first of all, you'd all be falling flat on your asses because people are running up and down the lanes of that bowling alley. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever accidentally like stepped your toe over the line. It's like a fucking cartoon. Like, your foot goes up yeah, in the air super and you slippery. fall. Yeah. But they're just, like, running back and forth across the bowling lanes. Gotta say, their dancing in that scene was so out of sync. Their movements, like, their spins and all their movements were, like, the it lip- could just be three of them and they're all going on different times. The lip sync but is not terrible. in a way that was supposed to Half be. Half the time, the pink ladies don't know the words and they're, like, bleh, 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 bleh. like their mouths <sighs> aren't moving at the right times. Paulette cannot sing. No, I, Yeah. Yep, I wrote what that the too. Actual so shit. bad. It's really upsetting. When you're casting a musical, because you weren't for her acting talents. Yeah. Sorry. Um. So Michael is. Did re- you see the nuns at the bowling alley? Yes, I Sorry, did. Sorry, I just had to say that. That was really oh, weird. Oh, the nuns. They were there for a flash. And then they were gone. They, were they weren't gone. there for the dance scene. <laughs> they had to make room, make sure everyone was leaving room for Jesus. <laughs> Remember that in Girls Go Camp? Oh my god. Leave room. So Michael is reading a bowling etiquette book? Yes, a guide on how to make friends in a bowling alley? Because he's like, when approaching a lane, ask informally but politely to join a game. And then he puts on his best American accent because he's definitely not an American accent, faking a British accent. No, why would you say that? How about a game? How about a game? Any lanes free? Oh, also, did you love that the cool writer had an American accent? Like he, he dropped the British away to be uh, the cool writer? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Well, it worked. It did because you can't see a third of his face. It's a mystery. Yeah. <laughs> dumb fuck well you know how masks work once you cover the eyes you never know the person the one and only movie where i have bought you know what that mask i wouldn't know who they are is fucking captain america the winter soldier because he had the full half face goggles and then just like the black bandana the bottom half of his face you could see his nose i'm like yeah i wouldn't know that was sebastian Stan. Sure, sure i like 
that his best friend of like 20 years wouldn't know who he is i'm like yeah fuck because his entire face is covered the best one is fucking green lantern where blake lively is like how and he's like you know it's me she goes i've seen that i've seen you naked i can recognize you seeing the tops of your cheekbones because he just has like the little eye one and she's like i've seen you naked you think i can't recognize you if i can't see the tops of your cheekbones yeah i'm like thank you someone said it the one that has no excuse is superman come on lois yeah no that's troubling um so he walks into the bowl oh no so stephanie is like i can date anyone i want fuck you and Johnny's like, oh, you can date anyone you want? She goes, yeah, and I can kiss anyone I want. I can kiss the next guy, next guy who walks to the door. And who comes in? You can bet your ass. Michael. Michael. And she just Frenches him. And he's like, what? Oh, he's like already smitten with her. He's yes, smitten he's with, been her in love with her from the first day. He saw her. And Frenchie's like, boy, you about to die. Don't do it. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'll be a T-bud. Um, this is the scene where I started to stand Dolores. Um, and she looks nothing like Paulette, her sister. No. And Dolores is just like, here's the thing. The pink ladies, they're assholes. They won't let me join their gang. I offered to be a mascot. They wouldn't do it. I tried to put my own letters on a jacket. They fell off. It was a real embarrassment. Michael, here's what you're going to do. You're going to walk me home? It's not because I'm little. It's because it's a date. And oh, I love Dolores. Yeah, she's amazing. Dolores Chuck. Some people call me Upchuck. Some people call me Chuck. I prefer Dolores. <laughs> okay. Sure thing. Yes. Um... And so he's walking her out of the bowling alley and presumably mm-hmm. home. Uh, I can't read my own handwriting. Oh, Rhonda also smokes with like a giant cigarette holder for no fucking reason. Wow, I missed that. And it cracked me up. She drops about halfway through the movie. Sure, why not? Um, no one is important in this movie. So the next day, they almost crash their car into the new substitute teacher, Mr. Stewart. Mr. Stewart. I thought he was going to be relevant. Again, no one's important. He's relevant for that one song. Yeah. And that is it. Because that guy could actually sing, I have to say. Yeah. Uh, I think he was entirely cast for that part. Yeah. Um, so he walks into class and he's like, hello, I'm Mr. Stewart, your substitute teacher. The whole class goes, bye, and just stands up and leaves. Yeah, that was really good. What like, did that be hilarious if that happened in real life <laughs> the one time my class ever tried to pull a prank on the sub is we tried to do like a name switchy thing like yeah no i'm adam and he's steve and then one of the people who switched names was like an assholeer in class yeah and the teacher came back to the next class and he's like steve i'm really mad at you the sub left several notes on you saying you misbehaved oh and, and god bless adam steve the real steve raised his hand and goes Actually, that was Adam. We switched names. It was me who was in trouble. I'm like, that's a good friend. Yeah. Like, you could have gotten out of it. And he's like, actually, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. You're good. Um, so all of a sudden, everyone has decided, oh, the tiny funny scene. Johnny is walking down the hallway smoking, and the principal catches him, and he has to eat his cigarette. Okay, that scene was clearly supposed to be, from, like... From the original? From the original, which is, like, one of my favorite scenes. Her is like, I ain't taking no crap from nobody. And yeah. she's right there. And it was just such a sad... Imitation? Yeah. There's a couple scenes. I think I... Oh, I missed the best one. But, like, in the first scene, and she's like, if you can't, you know, if you don't join the football team, come to the pep rally. If you can't be an athlete, be an athletic supporter. And it, like, takes her a second. And the version in this one is... Come join the band ensemble. (laughs) If you can't play with a group, play with yourself. So good. 
I, I think that was that. like the best imitation of thing from previous movies. Yes, yes. But yeah, um, they do a couple things where like they try to hit the same beat. Yeah, and it doesn't quite work. And also, like the T birds are clearly scared shitless of actual authority. Yes. At no point are they like rough and tumble, break a law. They nothing. didn't seem actually cool at all. They didn't me. seem like an actual game. They seemed like four guys who put on jackets and were like, oh. just kind of nervous. Yeah, and very pretending to be confident yeah which weren't we all in high school god yes yeah (laughs) so realistic i guess i'm sorry cheerleader what are you talking about yeah i wasn't uncomfortable or insecure the whole time (laughs) i bought an ad for your cheer calendar i know i appreciate it thank you and i put a hannah montana quote in 13 year old me so proud so grateful i'm still proud of that quote (laughs) if one of these i knew you were gonna say is that like two of these pom 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 pom? I still remember it. It's great. still funny. It is. I appreciate it. Thanks for the support. Thank you, Hannah Montana. <laughs> Who knew Miley would still be relevant? Yeah. Uh, Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner's wedding was amazing. It was. By the way, I think I'm going to see the Jonas Brothers in concert. <laughs> when? Where can I come? It's a. It's a maybe. My friend bought tickets for her and her friend and then realized she didn't know if her other friend actually confirmed that mm-hmm. they were going so i'm uh if she says no i'm in i might be seeing abba at the hollywood bowl no do you want to come possibly tickets are actually like stupid cheap that could be cool okay and i hate i thought rub- they didn't perform together anymore and they reunited that's incredible i know and not to rub salt in the wound but literally we sang fucking abba the whole time in catalina like it was like, an infection I believe it. we could i had been singing it since january i couldn't yes. stop Literally, Catalina happened. I have been, like, freed from my ABBA curse. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. I've been singing Mamma Mia for four months. Man. I just watched the second one on Friday. I'm I always watching it. the second one. <laughs> you haven't seen it? No. Oh, my God. I've seen it, like, four or five times. It's on Netflix yet? It's on HBO. I have a friend's password. There you go. That. Who doesn't have a friend's password? Except for, I feel like a good person because I'm finally the friend who has given the password. Oh, I've I told- paid for it just for Game of Thrones. I've told Re- Rebecca I'm going to buy the Disney Plus yeah. account and I'll share my... Because, well, because also for her, it's her and her husband. So, like, they have, like, real... So, I, I have her uh, Netflix account. I have my own Hulu account, but she has a Hulu Plus account, which I yes. use. But it's one of the ones where, like, two people can't be using it at once. Oh, really? So I can only use it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I now have her HBO account, which she only bought for Game of Thrones. She's like, I'm going to discontinue it after. I'm like, yeah. I won't get attached. I'm good. Um, it's too bad I like John Oliver, man. I pay for my own Amazon Prime. Yeah. But yeah, I've told her I'll pay for the uh, the Disney Plus that we yeah. can share. It's only like going to be $7 or something anyways. And they're going to have 450 episodes of Disney original shows. Wow. All, all the Star Wars movies... All 22 Marvel movies. Oh, I'm like, ah, I'm going to die. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I know Disney owns everything and it's a monopoly and it's horrible, but I'm going to be it very is. entertained. What did they just get? Fox? Yeah. Yeah. I remember when that happened. I was like, five, with some friends who don't care about that kind of stuff. I'm like, guys, this is bad. This is my deal. And they're like, 65% of movies coming out this summer are Disney movies. Oh. And slight tension, but it's really fucked up and you should look into it. So basically... When a, uh, a studio gives their movie to a theater, they can impose certain rules. Like, mm-hmm. this has to be played on an IMAX screen. Or this has to be played in a certain resolution. Or right. blah, 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 blah. And some will do certain things like, hey, on our opening weekend, it has to be playing in your biggest theater. Like, okay. if we're going to give you 
Avengers Endgame and you have three 200 seat theaters and one 300 seat theater, it has to be in your 300 seater for its opening weekend. Right. Which most movie theaters like, we would do that anyway. And it's only tricky when like, uh uh-oh, like two big movies are coming out at the same time. Yeah. We have to pick which one we want. Gets the bigger theater. Right. So, because Marvel are fucking assholes and they know they can get away with this because everyone's going to cream their pants if they can't see Avengers Endgame says, our movie has to play in your biggest theater for the first four weeks. Wow. And for fucking little podunk towns in nowhere that have one screen, they're like, literally, the population of the town will see it in a the week. The first weekend. Three times over. Yeah. And it's like, so do you not want Avengers? Or do you want to play Avengers for four weeks and know you will have no one in your theater? That's horrible. And everyone's like, that's a real dick move. They're like, then don't play a Marvel movie then. Well, fine. Then they won't. But that's the thing is they can't. But they, they can. I know. They won't, but they can. But they'll lose money that way, too. Yeah, no, they're going to lose money no matter what. Yeah. And it's, be- and it's horrible. And no movie has ever done something that dickish before. But Marvel's just doing it because they're like, what are you going to not do? Not play Avengers? Yeah. If you don't want to play Avengers, then we won't give you the 75 other movies coming out later. Yeah. And 65% of movies coming out this summer belong to Disney. Wow. It's. I mean, I think it's physically impossible to boycott Disney at this point. Yeah. Kind of. You know, I don't care at all about seeing that Lion King movie. After seeing, I feel the, like it's the wrong take, but I, it's. I mean, I was like Beyonce. Oh, never mind. Like, well, first of all, everyone's like they have no expressions, and then Disney's like they're lions; they don't have expressions. And then someone fucking posted a clip of Aslan in uh, *Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe*, yeah. and it's like uh, lions don't have expressions. And then people were just posting pictures of their house cats. Like, <laughs> cats don't have expressions, you asshole. Like, this is my cat. Have you ever seen a cat? Exactly. And it just looks like we did it because we could. Yes. And I don't want to see Aladdin. I'm just, yep. I'm, okay, I'm more likely to see Aladdin than I am Lion King. Only I'm, because there's humans. The one moment, But I still don't really care. Well, I'm watching the trailer for Aladdin. I'm like, don't care, don't care, don't I care. I haven't seen it. And then I just heard, a whole new world. And I was like, oh, like I, I had like a little heart yeah. glow. Like, but that's when I saw Beauty and the Beast. I'm like, don't fucking care, don't fucking care. And then they think Be Our Guest. And I was like, ah, Be Our Guest. Yay. You know what? I loved that movie. I saw it twice in the theater because I went with a friend and her niece the second time. And then I bought it. And then I went to watch it. And then I was like, this movie sucks. Oh, thank God. <laughs> no, I just like was so excited about Beauty and the Beast that yeah. I was like prepared to love it no matter what yeah. kind of thing. And then when I just went to watch it at home, I was like, I don't, this is very boring. This is not good. You didn't love the, you love the song about looking through an open door. She's through the door. I don't even And evermore. She's through the door. I'm like, we get it. You wrote original music, but you fucking cut a change in me for no goddamn reason. Mm. Because Emma Watson can't sing. That's the reason. Yeah. Anywho, Grease you 2, You cut guys. home and a change in me. Get fucked. Okay. Sorry, they're the two best songs in the fucking show because Belle's supposed to be a good singer, Emma Watson. Please be on my podcast. That's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> As if. I feel like she's a good sense of humor about herself. Wow. You know what? I don't get that feeling from her. She kind of bugs me, to be honest. Okay, why did the world at large decide to hate Anne Hathaway? That was a long time ago. We like Anne Hathaway now. I, I have loved no, there Anne was a Hathaway period, the whole time. I'll tell you exactly when it happened. It Cat happened. Catwoman Lame is? Yes. Because she wasn't, she wasn't being like, oh my gosh, me? Oh my gosh, that's crazy. She was like, I've wanted this my it. whole life. But, fuck, well, we you hate, have to pretend you 
we hate are her now so too. much more humble. But when Jennifer Lawrence did that shit, when she won her Oscar, everyone's like, yes, Jennifer! And She's just done some things that were... Oh, I hate her now. The, like, culturally insensitive things. Yeah, just... but we're not hating her because she had a big ego. We were hating her because she's an asshole. Yeah, that's the reason I don't, like... In all honesty, I totally jumped on the I don't like Anne Hathaway bandwagon. And then, like, a year I or two ago, I was it. like, huh, where did that come from? And then I was like, the internet, it makes you mean. I feel like someone, okay, first of all, Anne Hathaway's very first movie, period, was Princess Diaries. Can By you, the way, it's still one of my favorite movies. Still holds up. Can you imagine your first movie, A, leading a movie, B, a Disney movie, C, opposite Julie, Julie Andrews. Andrews? Yeah. I'd have a fucking big ego, too. Yeah. And someone's like, oh, I hate Julian. Oh, I hate Anne Hathaway. I hate Julie Andrews. Drop dead. <laughs> oh, my God. I, like, I said Quite that. Quite literally dropped <laughs> I said that and I hurt my own heart. <laughs> oh, my God. I scared myself. You caught it halfway through. <laughs> I'm sorry, Julie. Um... But they said Anne Hathaway just irritates me because she's a theater kid who made it. And someone said, oh, oh God, say stuff like I that. just realized <laughs> everyone thinks that they're, every theater kid thinks that they're Anne Hathaway who hasn't made it yet. And I'm like, well, we all have to be at some point that fucking little kid who loves attention. Yes. That's where we all come from. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know why we decided to all hate Anne Hathaway. I love her. It's fine. People and, like her now, especially after the Oceans movie. She was very good at it. Am that. I going to see the Dirty Rotten Scoundrels remake with her and Rebel Wilson, which looks straight up terrible? Yes. The Hustle? Is that what that's supposed to be? Yes. Did you not get that? Two con artists and one's really good and one's really shitty. And I didn't really gonna... pay attention. I've only seen the trailer once and then I just keep seeing small clips. With they wanted to name the movie and... Dirty Rotten Skanks, but they wouldn't let them. Sure. Man. That wouldn't go over well, honestly. Um, All I can fucking Ooh. think. Sorry, I just saw a note. Is uh stephanie's jacket reversible right <laughs> i think it is <laughs> i got so excited i was like wait that's black now <laughs> she has like or she has a jacket for all seasons yes she's killing it <laughs> um oh i loved it but like Anne halfway again people she's great i love her yeah and she almost killed her kids her, her son <gasps> i read about that oh my god and on colbert last night she met rupaul and just started like bawling oh really they were like, oh, what show are you obsessed with? And she goes, oh my God, I love RuPaul's Drag Race. He's like, oh, well, RuPaul's my guest tomorrow night. And she's like, oh, he is? He's like, do you want to leave a message for him? And she goes, I love you. He goes, why don't you tell him yourself, Ru? And oh, Anna goes, no, 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 no. Like, oh God, no, I can't yeah. handle it. And she just starts like sobbing. And she's like, uh, you. Uh, I'm like, me, pretty much. That's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. So talent show auditions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a, like a, a prep boy singing trio. Oh, no, wait. No, no, no. First, it's the twins singing that song about Brad. Yeah. Which was a truly bizarre song. Yeah. Yeah. About a buckle in the back of his pants. I'm like, yeah, I was what? like, is that a thing? <laughs> that was weird. And like, they point to it very pointed. Like, I don't know. I don't know either. Um, and Miss Mason was like, these are my girls. Look at the good breeding. I'm like, is that code for white? No. She I think says she's... it a couple more times. Yeah, but then the principal said, these are my my boys when she's talking about the... Italian kids? It's just the ones they like the most. But she doesn't say they have good breeding. She says good breeding about the white ones. All right, fine. And Let's the T-Birds are... Racist. It's not the rally. They're very Italian. <laughs> yes. But she's a good breeding all-American. I'm like, okay. It is the 60s. But not written in the 60s. 
60s? Did you see any black people at the school? No. In either one? No. Do you know who the black people are? They're the band in the hand jive. That's it. Okay. Well, in the 60s, didn't we still have segregation? Yeah. Yeah, that's why. So good American breeding <laughs> is a racist line. All right. <laughs> Social justice wire. Um, so the pink ladies and eight other girls somehow know like, who they were. You can only be a pink lady. You can only be. I'm not sure the talent show. And then there's like eight more of us. Well, I don't think those girls were pink ladies. I think they were just conscribed to dancing with them. Yeah. And the one nerdy girl who's like also a bitch, who's also a slut. She had layers and I loved her. Yeah. The one with the super thin pigtails and the glasses. Yep. She, she, she was on a journey and I loved her. <laughs> um, she was doing everything. Um, so they're singing. They say that they're the calendar girl. Yes. But the name of the song is Girl for All Seasons. Over and over and over. Yeah, well, the group name is the, is cal- the calendar girls. The yeah. song they're singing. Is Girl for All Seasons. So yes. basically there's 12 girls and each one is assigned a month. I thought it was dumb at first and then it grew on me. That's actually very clever for a high school talent yeah. show. yeah. But then also somehow the T-Birds were in their group. Mm-hmm. We'll get to it. Yeah. We'll get to it. Um, so they're singing and Michael's playing the music. And like Stephanie's standing off to the side trying to sing. Mm-hmm. And Michael's like, can I, I want to ask you out. And she's like, no. And he's like, but I love you. And she's like, no, I don't fucking know you. Wait, like, hold on. My favorite line in the whole thing happens here. Do you still do favorite lines at the end? Yes. I'm okay. saving mine. It's okay. my favorite too. <laughs> we have the same favorite line, don't yes. we? <laughs> movie <laughs> we'll get to it how he asks her out and how she and he how asks, she responds he asks her out like six times I'm like yes. get a clue and she's like no <laughs> and she's like you don't get it do you and he's like get what i'm like clearly not i want a writer that's cool uh she wants a dream on a mean machine with hell in his eyes yeah she's fucking dancing around that backstage that ladder straddle she does i'm like yes yeah yes she climbs a ladder and like straddles it like it's a motorcycle. I'm like, get it, Stephanie Noni. <laughs> uh, amazing. And then she just goes dancing out of the theater across the quad. It was. And I'm like, the level of confidence is. It mwah. was definitely a confident move. Mwah. Italian hands. Amazing. <laughs> I love her. And Michael's just watching her like, I'm going to fuck that girl. <laughs> like, he's smitten. Not put off at all. And then the one guy comes up to him. Demucci. I did actually makes get that. Deal. And he says. I keep getting F's on my page first. His nickname is Shakespeare, by the way, because he's British. Yeah. And they're like, Shakespeare. You because never forget, British means smart. Yeah. He actually even touches on that later on, which I'm like, proud of you. Yeah. Um, and but also like, he was introduced as an straight A student. student. <laughs> In England. Does it count? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You don't have British listeners. Your A-levels count. I actually do. Do you? I have German listeners. Wow. I have like four. Hi, guys. I, I don't know why I was just going to pretend to say something in German. I don't know German. Good time. Not a single word. Dankeschön. German. Yeah. <laughs> das something. Das Boot. <laughs> Bratwurst. <laughs> no, stop. Now we're just getting mean. Hefeweizen. <laughs> Sauerkraut. <laughs> anyway. All right. Um, so... They're going to pay Michael. He's going to pay Michael to write his papers. Yes. Michael's and Michael wants the money to, to buy, buy a, a motorcycle. motorcycle. Michael's uncle has a bomb shelter. Yeah. Which I was very confused because I'm like, oh, did they, did later on, is that the uncle's bomb shelter? No, it is a different bomb shelter. Oh. I, I checked. Okay. Yeah. But no, just bomb shelters everywhere because this is the Cold War. Weird. Um, so he goes down into the bomb shelter and he's like, I've written your paper so we can exchange our money and papers in the dark of night. 
And he's like, wow, this is a really great paper. And he's like, tell the other T-Birds I'll write their papers too. And like all the T-Birds are like, no one can know we're talking. Yeah. Thank you for the work. I think, I think it's Johnny's like, wonderful penmanship. I mean, thank you. I mean. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Like he's <laughs> lovely pet. He literally writes it in fucking calligraphy, the first yeah. one. And then he starts making them look like shit to look like they're, they which is them. very clever. Um, So now we're to my favorite song. Me too. no means the best song. Halfway through it, I was like, wait, this song is fantastic. So Mr. Stewart is drawing a very detailed uterus on the board. I, I was so thrown off because I didn't know what kind of class Mr. Stewart taught. Hell. <laughs> sure. Science. Um, and for... S- and he's like, when is the best time of month to conceive? Mister- I was like, also, why is that a necessary conversation in high school? So they can avoid it. Wow. They went so much further in their health class than most health classes do. I'm going to tell my very favorite health class story. And I'm not going to say his name because I have grown and matured. So our teacher had like a bucket in the front of the class. She goes, if you ever have questions. Sure. You can write it down. Don't Anonymous. put your name on it. And if I don't see a name on it, I'll answer it to the whole class. But if you put your name on it, I'll answer it. Like, I'll pull you aside and tell just you the answer. Yeah. And some people are like, I'll put my name down, but answer this in front of the class because it's a legit question I have. Like, uh. A question they're not embarrassed to ask. Yeah. Like, um, I forget what it was, but it was like, oh, can condoms prevent the spread of HPV? Which like, there's certain ones that can and can't be prevented by condoms. It was like, is HPV one of them? So like, yes, answer that for the whole class. I want everyone to know. And a certain person wrote down and said, I don't mind if it's answered in front of the class, which, oh God, thank you. Because it was, mm, what is the difference between an organism and an orgasm? No. Mm. What? Mm-mm-mm. Did he ever take a science class? Ever? For some, oh no, he's like, what's the best time to conceive? Mr. Demucci he's like, I don't know, ask Johnny. I don't know, ask Goose. I don't know. None of them um, know. No, 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 no. None of them know. And then for some reason, Mrs. Mason comes in to help and does fuck all nothing. Yeah. When the class goes to shit. And they sing the best song. Reproduction. Reproduction. Um, put your pollen tube to work. Make my stamen go berserk. Nobody in that room could sing. No, not a one. It was really upsetting. Yep. Um, it did feel like a legit Broadway song to me, though. It was, the, it was the one that felt most like it belonged in a Grease movie. Yes. Yes. And that was the horniest group of teenagers I've ever seen. And I love that the girls were simultaneously scandalized and horny as shit. So into it. Like, so, they so were into thrusting it. full body length. But if a boy listened Standing to Standing like, on tables. Yeah! I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, um... Oh, you know what I put in my notes? Horniest group of teens I've ever seen in my life, and I watched Gossip Girl. <laughs> I need to do a Gossip Girl re- rewatch. It's it's bad. Good until the last two seasons. Well, yeah. Well, now that Ed Westwick has been cleared of charges, I can watch it guilt free because oh, I tried to do a rewatch, about and I'm like, that. this is icky. I can't watch it. Sure, because his, his character is just like a predator. Super gross. Yeah. Which like when you're playing, it's fun, but you're like, oh, it's real. Fuck, I can't. Right. No, no, no. Are you watching you? No, it's been recommended to me, so maybe someday. It's pretty much Dan if he was fucking crazy. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I re- I was like, this seems stupid because it was on Lifetime, but now it's on now Netflix. Now it's on Netflix, yeah. And I watched the first episode, and I'm like, this seems kind of shallow and dumb. And then about the last four minutes, you're like, oh, 
shit. This is, oh, because it's like, oh, this girl's pretty. She gave me her credit card to pay. So like, I'm going to get her last name so now I can look her up on Facebook. I'm like, we've all done creepy stalker shit like that where it's like, I casually learned your last name so I could look you up. It's like, yeah. Okay. And then he, through that, he finds her Instagram. Through that, he finds her LinkedIn so we can find out what jobs. I'm like, we've all gone too deep on a social media dive. And then he's like, oh, I think I recognize that building that she's standing in front of. Oh, that's her apartment. Oh, I'll just walk by. I'm like, ooh, a little fucked up. And he's like, oh, those locks are easy to crack. I'll just go in. And you're like, no. no. And then it goes full stalker crazy. And it's amazing. Um, So reproduction. The teacher pretty much straight up fucking says that a girl doesn't turn a guy on unless she wants to fuck him. I'm like, that's not how it works but teacher the fuck um and then there's one verse where like the girl sing is the guys and the guys sing is the girls it is slightly funny like don't remember like all the girls like reproduction and the guys go reproduction oh yeah 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 and like the guys the girls like come on baby if you really love me you do it like it's a little bit funny it's the one that felt like it belonged most in greece um i agree and this is the fuchsia skirt girl. I'm like, fuchsia skirt girl. <laughs> Hello. Uh, and Stephanie is making fuck me eyes at Michael the whole song. Yeah. And around the last verse, he starts singing too. And he's like, reproduction. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then the principal walks in at the last minute. And she's like, Mr. Stewart, you've got to control these kids because they're fucking horny teenagers. <laughs> and then my second favorite line in the whole movie. This girl walks in and she goes, I've missed my last two periods. She goes, it's okay. You can make them up after school. school. (laughs) Okay. Also a giant plot point that always bothered me in Greece. Rizzo starts skipping periods, like third month of school. Wait, and then doesn't know until the end of the year. Period comes back in June. I'm like, that's a miscarriage, beesh. It's possible. Like, sorry, if you started skipping periods six months ago. You know what? I've had some very messed up uh, menstruation schedules. True, I have So, I mean, I literally went a year without one once. I did too. Also didn't see a doctor. I was on on Seasonique and in London. Oh, wow. The one where you're only supposed to have four a year. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to start Seasonique before I go to London. And I went that whole year and didn't have one. I was like. Yep, you never know how those things are going to react for you. No, and it was funny because I went to my doctor. I'm going to cut this too. I went to my doctor and he's like, you're going to take this pill and if you don't start your period in 24 hours, something is wrong. And I took it. I started before I got home. I'm like, (laughs) shit. Okay. He's like, yeah, your hormone cycle was just fucked up. And I'm like, why did I complain about this? Shit. I didn't have mine because I quit a birth control and I didn't go on something else and my body just didn't readjust. Yeah, if if you stop or start one, it can fuck your cycle up. I did... I just remember the first time I watched Grease and she and Kaniki are in the back of the car and he goes, it broke. And I'm like, I know what broke. Like, I did not. No, but I remember the first time I watched oh. it and I realized what broke. I'm like, oh, a condom. Like, there were so many things in that movie I did not understand until years later. I'm like, oh, that's what's happening right now. Like a hickey from Kaniki. <sighs> Those hickeys were real and Jeff Conway insisted on giving them to her himself. That's sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Unless she was okay with it. And then it's all right. It's still really uncomfortable. Blurred lines. In the creepy... Did you, did you, though? In the creepy Robin Thick way. Yeah, definitely. 
I love how we all bopped to that song for a full month and went, wait, what the fuck are the words? You know what? I'm past it. I still like that song. It's really, really upsetting and wrong, but uh, I have an instrumental cover of the song that I bopped to. Lee! Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. That sounded like a dying cat. baby. No, it means that Alex is not I know, my cat in the last four seconds. <laughs> oh my goodness, Lee, you're a baby. That was so cute. It's so funny because like I'll be down here and like he'll like go out the door to the grocery store. Five seconds later, they're both at the front door. Aww. Like so sad. My my cat Simba hits me when I don't pet him. Yeah, he's an asshole. I love him. So as you can see, I did not get a cat for my birthday. I know. So we are at the part where... Michael buys a motorcycle. Yep, he's fixing up the bike. He can finally afford it. And like, I could think the mechanic sort of tried to rip it off, but then helps him rebuild the bike. So yeah, yeah. The mechanic didn't know what he was doing, but he rebuilds a bike. Like Michael looked very good in that whole boiler suit situation. Oh, that little like gray jumpsuit. I was into it. Yep. Oh, it works. Yep. It works. <laughs> and he fixed up that motorcycle like that. It was very quick. Yeah. You know what was weird though? When he was like riding in the park and Frenchie sees him and he's like riding it and he keeps lifting the bike and falling off the back. I'm like, that's not how you ride a bike. Well, because then it isn't only the first, the front wheel has power. Like, you know, like you have four-wheel drive in a car or like... But like I have no idea, but you don't have to lift the front of the bike unless you're doing a trick. No, but I think it's like an accident. Like he's trying to rev the bike and he keeps like jerking it in the air. Oh. Or he's it trying to... It doesn't feel that way to me, but I can see where you're coming from. Or he's trying to practice a trick to look cool. Yeah, yeah. Because he does eventually do that where he's riding on just the back tire. Oh my God. I was on the fucking freeway today going 80 miles an hour and a motorcycle passed me doing a fucking wheelie. Oh. And then he passes me and he jumps up and is standing on... I'm like... Standing no. on the seat of his bike. I'm going 80 and he's whipping past me. He's wearing fucking flip-flops, shorts, and like a t-shirt. He had a helmet on. I'm like, for fucking what? <laughs> so you have a pretty face for your casket and your no body? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Full body bandages, but like. Bandages, no face. skin. <laughs> fucking hell. Ugh. I read this. No, it was an Augustine Burroughs book and he's best friends with a mortician. Mm-hmm. And they're like, he goes, the fucking worst deaths, the families want to have open caskets. And he goes, the worst ones are jumpers because just their bones are like loose in their body. Oh, God. And he goes, but it's okay because you only need to be pretty from the face up. And like, this is true because all of his books are nonfiction. Uh, someone got decapitated and their family wanted an open casket. Did they wear a turtleneck? Yes, actually. <laughs> they broke it's a, really the only option. They broke a broom handle in half, shoved it in down into the meat of his body, and then shoved the head on, got it straight, and put him in a turtleneck. I'm like, wow. why would you want an open casket? Uh, I don't know. That is really crazy. Yeah. People be weird. If I get fucked up, close the damn casket, put a pretty like, picture by me. The whole seeing a person in a casket is a no for me, so I don't really understand any of that it's also guys a lot. get cremated it's cheaper and um doesn't take up as much space donate your organs first yes yes give back i like the ones where you get compressed into a tree and then you become a tree that's pretty cool or you get compressed into a diamond or a record i don't i don't want to be a record what if you're a record that plays another one bites the dust <laughs> <laughs> or dust in the wind <laughs> Staying alive. Oh. <laughs> oh no, I I would be the Celine Dion song "I'm Alive" because she just says "I'm alive" just a lot of times, and it just the irony would be good. Oh, I'd be "I'm Alive" from uh, Next to Normal. 
There you go. I'm alive, I'm alive. Which is sung by her dead son. Wow, fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) She's got mental diseases. Listen to Next Normal. That should be your new car ride song. Okay. It's a fucked up musical. Except my commute is 15 minutes, so I don't have a lot of music time. Get fucked. (laughs) Mine is two hours each way, guys. I have a round trip commute of 100 miles. Show business. Yeah, baby. I love my job. Unironically, I love my job. You know what? I wouldn't be doing this. I tolerate mine. Hey. No, because I interviewed for like a corporate job that was like a ton of money in Santa Monica, and I drove to the interview and back, and I was like, "Fuck, it's not." No, worth you the would money. have to move. That's terrifying. It's not. I'm in North Hollywood, girl. It's further. It is. I think I have a very well because Santa Monica, you have to get off the freeway. You know so what much I'm, sooner. I'm thinking? I'm thinking of Santa, Santa Barbara. Barbara. <laughs> no, I do that. No, the issue with Santa Monica is you're so far off the freeways, so you have to take side streets for so long. It takes oh like yeah, that takes ever. forever. Yeah, and God bless North Hollywood. I get off the freeway, I drive a block, and I'm at my work. That's nice. Which is very nice. But no, I did the Santa Monica interview. It was like a corporate job. It was a ton of money, and I'm like, fuck this noise. Ain't doing it. And I drove to my current job interview and like I drove back and the next day was my first day and I'm like I fucking love this job and I get to get there at 10. Oh that's nice. Because my boss goes your commute is fucking terrible and like I have a a dentist appointment next week and I'm like I can work a half day. He goes work from home. Any day you want to work from home just tell me. I'm like okay. Every day. <laughs> just because I'm new at the job he doesn't oh, want yeah. to do no, that. Oh yeah no I would totally goes, understand. If, if you had done casting before I'd totally let you work from home, but just because this is your very first job and yeah. it's such a tight turnaround, I want you in the office. I'm like, totally, totally. makes sense. He goes, any day you need to like show up an hour late or work from home or work a half day, just do it. It's fine. Amazing. I love him. As long as you get the work done. Mm-hmm. And I have a weekly rate, not an hourly rate. So like, as cool. long as I show up five days a week, I get my full rate. Nice. Um... So you practiced riding the bike. And it's so obviously a stunt double. Because it always shows him from like really far away. Mm-hmm. Or like through tree branches. Or like from the back. And like always has a helmet on. Like stunt double Michael. Uh, so we see. You get to hear one new verse of Girl for All Seasons. Mm-hmm. And then they're like that's enough. It's never enough. It's never enough. And they're like, but we only ever get to sing fall and winter. Because because the one girl's always late. Paulette's always late, so we never get to do spring and summer. And the principal's like, you're in the talent show. I'm like, were there multiple rounds? Also, they all have costumes. It was really unclear. For the very first audition. Yes. Like, half-assed costumes, but costumes. Mm Mm-hmm. So confusing. And the T-Birds sing Prowling. Yeah. That song was real upsetting. And very much about grocery stores. <laughs> what was with, of all themes? We'll get to it later when they're actually singing. Because we only yeah. get to hear like, walk, talk like T-Bird prowl, prowling. Like they, they don't know the words to their own song. Yeah. Because I think they made it up, which props to them. Yeah. Because it is lyrically decent lyrically when it gets decent. finished. As is Girl for All Seasons. Yes. I'll be your girl for all seasons. That's the one song that sticks in my head besides reproduction yeah. after the movie. Yeah, I could see that. Also, because it's very repetitive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like um, that. So we see Michael's painting the bike. He's putting new tires on the bike. He's he's souping the bike up. It's gonna be fancy now. So Dolores shows up. 
Dolores. Our shining beacon of love. On a she, skateboard. Into the bowling alley. Into and the bowling alley. She, she sees Crater Face and he's all alone. And she like. She's like, he's outside. Well, she mean mugs him. And then right before she shuts the door, she's like, jerk. Like, yeah. fuck you. I'm like, go Dolores. <laughs> and she's like, Crater Face is outside and he's all by himself. And the two birds like, let's kick his ass. And they all go running outside and all of the scorpions yes. are there. And he nearly shits himself. And then Mystery Writer. It's Michael. Mystery Writer. Which Michael sings in a line which is so uncomfortable. Um, and he rolls up and he kicks Craterface clean in the chest. It was fantastic. And then rides away. And then the, they're just chasing him around and they sing, Who's that guy? Who's that guy? Uh, and he's amazing and he's got a motorcycle and he's jumping a million and then cars. And one of the worst saddest things i've ever heard come out of somebody's mouth uh stephanie is talking about liking him and they're like you don't even know what he looks like and she's like it doesn't really matter that i haven't seen his face i'm like bitch it matters a little bit it matters matters. and the rhyme scheme is so lazy because literally the the group sings who's that guy on that motorcycle and then it cuts to michael (laughs) going what would they do if they knew it was Michael? <laughs> I can't even say it without laughing. What would they do if they knew it was Michael? Referring to himself in the third person. Yes. And also he can't sing. No. Um, very bad. So they're all jizzing themselves over the fucking mystery rider. Yeah. And then he rides away into the dark. And then Stephanie's outside like, oh my God, I'm going to cream my pants. And they're like, have a cigarette. But she's quit smoking. So this is a big deal that she's yes. smoking again. And they can't get they're like matched to light and then this giant <laughs> fucking lighter pops into yes. frame and it's mystery writer and she's like ah. and they're all very smitten because he's mystery writer um i think they refer to him as cool writer at some point they mm-hmm. just call him cool writer um so frenchie's like so that's fucking you right michael and he's like yeah <laughs> she's like you're stupid and then we never see her again yeah. Goodbye, Frenchie. Which is fine. Yeah. She didn't need to be there in the she first place. She didn't shit to the movie. No. And if it had been like all of the cast was there, like, I'm the new science teacher. If there were like cameos I'm... all over the place. Yes. But like, she's going back to school. Nah, it was stupid. Yeah. Um, so Blanche and the principal are testing the nuclear alarm. Yes. The one that sounds like a cat being sad. Yeah. You heard it earlier. <laughs> we had a real life demonstration for Oi. you. <laughs> um, and the kids are all just talking over it. They don't give a fuck. They're like, no. Yeah. Um, so one of the T-Birds. This is my least favorite part in the whole movie. It's really uncomfortable and gross. Really upsetting. Sneaks Sharon down into the school's bomb shelter. Which has two beds. Four. Had four? One. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's ones that are just flat, and then there's ones, like, stuck to the wall that you pull down like a Murphy bed. You're right. So that's how I knew it wasn't Michael's... Right. Uncle's bomb shelter. Michael, we're going to take you from England, in the middle of the fucking Cold War, and send you to America with your paranoid uncle, who has a bomb shelter. Because it's real safe in America. At Rydell right High, pinnacle <laughs> of academic achievement. <laughs> I'm sure he wasn't going to get. I would getting a good education in English. Just send my kid to America in the middle of the Cold War. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that brings us to "Let's Do It for Our Country," which is the most uncomfortable rapey song. It's really, and I was wondering, did she not get it the whole time? She did. I think she got it. 
but was like it was really confusing because it was like they were having two, two conversations at one time yes. but it was very obvious which conversation was because he was one. singing let's fuck for our country yes and she was saying we could die tomorrow let's be brave for our country mm-hmm. and there's a part where like he's undressing her as she's like wrapping bandages? More bandages that was really weird um yeah and they're singing for like let's do it for the statue of liberty for the grand canyon disneyland! for disneyland i i know i fuck for disneyland i would not <laughs> i would not um but then all of a sudden right before she's about to like lay down with him she goes well, let's go! And starts running for the door. That's where I was like, wait, she doesn't know the conversation they're having. Yeah. And she sees his friends sitting out there and they've played the alarm. And she's like, you're an asshole! I'm like, fully, girl. Yeah, I'm like, how did you not figure this out two minutes into this song? 30 seconds into this song. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. Um, so Stephanie is working at her dad's gas garage. station. Gas station. It's all oh, very demanding. I, I recorded Johnny's... Uh, verbal dyslexia so he calls harmonies harmonios okay he calls albums an albums i'm gonna get those hundred and albums yeah it's it's like honey what are you doing wow i I like noticed those moments but i didn't really put it together that there were so many of them that it had some kind of significance well because i think like kanicki and uh danny like the switch words around Mm mm-hmm they're like, yeah, it was real harmonicus. And they're like, you mean harmonious. Like, that makes sense. But, like, he just says words that don't fucking exist. Like, you know the word album. Yeah. Like, if he was fucking up, like, seven le- like seven letter words. Like. Yeah. I get it. But, like, he's fucking up the word album. Yeah. I'm like, do you have a speech impediment, sweetie? Do you need I help? I think so. Um, so Stephanie's working at her dad's gas station and everyone's being an asshole to her. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, back in the days where you filled up your car and then paid. Weird. And like, somebody else filled your tank and there was only one person working and Aww. everybody yelled at you? <laughs> everybody yelled at you! It was you. very stressful. Um, and everyone's just yelling at her and screaming at her and then you see like, in the background, Michael roll up and like, fill his own gas tank and then he just sits there for like, a minute. Yeah. It's a little bit funny where he's just like... It's kind of creepy. But I'll hit okay. on her, but she's busy right now. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be another asshole being like, hey, yo, Stephanie. Like, But then he takes her away from her job. So, I mean, that's oh, not she creepy. she runs. Oh, no. Um, it's definitely her choice. Yeah. She gets on that bike and they ride away and she does some tricks. Yeah. The way she, she swings around his waist on that bike. Literally, she's behind him and as the bike is moving, like, swings around and it's straddling him oh, from the- so sorry. Straddling him from the front. I'm like, girl. It was get impressive. It. And you could tell that it was her because the camera's pulled back. And she has no helmet. And you could see her face. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Get it. Get it. Also, Michelle Pfeiffer. Always wear a helmet on a bike. Yes. And <laughs> as far as wearing like jackets and shoes, like, I'm going to wear flip flops on a bike. Someone told this to me and it was terrifying, but it's very good. Every inch of skin that's exposed on a bike, be prepared to lose it. Wow, that's disgusting. That's your mentality. Yeah. For people who wear fucking like short shorts and a tank top on a bike, every inch of skin that is exposed, be prepared to lose it. That's horrifying. <gasps> have you seen how people have like helmet cams for like accidents and shit? Yeah. I saw one and I'm like, marry that man. And it's a guy and a girl and they're like, he's riding and she's holding on to him. And they're like both decked out in full gear. And they've got, I forget. Like, it's like the back of your jacket is like hard. Like it's hard plastic. 
So, like, if you skid, you're not just, like, shredding your back like meat. Okay. And they hit, like, a rough patch in the road, and they both fly off the bike. And they're skidding along the road on their back, both of them. And the guy just grabs his girlfriend and pulls him on top of him. Wow. So he's the one skidding, and she's not touching the road. Yeah. I'm like, marry that man. That's Damn. Cool. Like, they're both in full gear. They're going to be equal levels of fine. Yeah. And his priority was like, get this bitch off the road. I'm like, ah, yes. <laughs> also, my dad had to give up his motorcycle to marry my mom. I could understand that. My grandpa, he worked for Yamaha. Oh, wow. He worked <laughs> for Yamaha. He was a motorcycle, like, lover. And he was, like, dating my mom and had a motorcycle. My mom will never cop to riding it. She did. She did. <laughs> she did. Uh... And when he was talking to my grandpa about proposing to my mom, he's like, I don't see my daughter ever marrying a man with a motorcycle. And my dad goes, I guess they can't have a motorcycle anymore then. Wow. Got rid of his bike. My dad's always wanted one, but my mom wouldn't let him. So now he has a scooter. It doesn't go very fast. I want to get one of those three-wheeled ones where it's got two wheels in the front and one in the back. They're so ugly. They're so ugly, but they're (laughs) safe as shit. I want a Vespa, but they are expensive. And dangerous. Yeah, but I only go down the street basically to get to work true <laughs> it's so close oh my god those fucking like street scooters that everyone bitches about in the cities there's a, mm-hmm. one of the kiosks in front of my office oh in LA. really and so like half the time when i'm walking to lunch i get like bowled over by one. i'm like fuck these scooters i hate them like <laughs> i've never had to deal with them because yeah they I, don't have them i had to deal with city bikes in new york when i lived sure there, but the scooters weren't a thing yet city represent <clears throat> my employer oh that's right <laughs> we're big on the east coast city bank <laughs> Um, so the T-Birds see Stephanie get off the bike and they're like, hey, yo, what the fuck? And she's like, what? I'm not dating any of you guys. And this is when all of a sudden the rules come into place that Dolores has kind of established that you can only be a pink lady if you're dating a T-Bird. Right. But you can only date a pink lady if you're a T-Bird. Right. So none of that makes sense. It's Schrodinger's (laughs) T-Bird. You must be and also have and also want. Um, so, oh, when he drops her off, he'll be like, see what the talent show. And she goes, talent show? Like, she's clearly not put together. This is someone from her school. Yes. Um, and then we hear the superior version of Prowling. Right. Which is very bizarrely about a grocery store. Like, picking up chicks at the grocery store something about a woman working the meat counter there's a girl butcher and she's got the best tongue there you go what and another girl who works in produce is the apple of his eye (sighs) well that's not creepy that's fine if it had uh you know taken place in 2018 he would have said the girl in the bakery had nice cakes um (laughs) could have had nice buns (laughs) oh there we go one of the better written songs yes and they can actually all sing which what i literally wrote they can't sing i did not like their better voices. than michael well yeah but nobody in this movie has a voice but they know the guys the guys the very like clean cut guys singing the prep tones yeah they're they're good because that's obviously the whole joke that's the them. joke yeah but like when the t-birds were singing as an ensemble they were decent because it's clearly not them yeah um so all of a sudden stephanie's flunking all of her papers yeah she can't write very good papers and michael's like well i could help you and she's like i'll think about it and like next scene they're in a diner together and she goes on this diatribe about 
Ketchup, The Cool Rider, and Hamlet simultaneously. It was kind of confusing. I followed it. But, like, Michael's supposed and she's like, I mean, like, he's really mysterious, you know? And he's like, who? She's like, The Cool like, Rider. And then she's like, but also, I feel like he needs to, like, get over himself because he's kind of a drama queen. He's like, who? She's like, Hamlet. Like, yeah. <laughs> like he's kind of like, who the fuck? Are-? And at one point, she's eating a burger, which never comes with ketchup. How can you eat a burger with no ketchup? And she's she, right. she takes a bite of it and then just puts it, like, right up in his mouth and is like, want a bite? And he, like, almost takes a bite and he goes, and then he doesn't. No thanks. He seemed kind of grossed out when it was delivered to their table. So I didn't really understand. And then he ends up ordering one. Extra or ketchup. she orders Double one ketchup. for him. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, he's about to take a bite of her burger and then it's like, the fuck? Yeah. Uh, Michael gets real creepy in the last, like, tenth of this movie. I don't, I think he was always kind of creepy. I was, I was uncomfortable watching him on screen. Yeah, I can see that. Like, he just does that thing where, like, she's, like, eating or writing and he's just staring at her. But, like, he's a foot away from her. And he's just, like, staring. Yeah. All I do is stare. (laughs) And he's, like, I need to tell, oh, Frenchie told him the last time she spoke that she needs to tell, he needs to tell Stephanie he's the cool writer. Yes. And he's, like, how would she want me looking like this? Fucking looking at an Adonis. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um. Oh, maybe my second favorite line where Michelle Pfeiffer's eating a hamburger. She goes, I mean, it's weird. I mean, it's not weird, weird, but like, it's exciting weird. I'm like, yes, high school. <laughs> high school summed up. <laughs> um. And so the T-birds roll up and like Michael like slinks away like, oh, so she's, she's saying that she's not very smart. And she's like, I wish I was smart like you. And he's like. I'm not actually that smart. I just know some big words and I have an accent. Oh, that's right. Except he's a straight A student coming from England. So he's somewhat yeah, so smart. He kind of smart, but. And she goes, I'm trying to give you a compliment. He's like, thank you. She's like, there. I'm getting you a hamburger now. Like, <laughs> like this is their first conversation. Yeah. Really. That we know of. Yeah. I'm in a year of this school. A year going of this on. school. Okay. So when they're talking about Stephanie's papers being shit. The principal is giving school announcements. Uh huh. And she says, Tomorrow, Thursday, will be dress rehearsals for the talent show, which takes place Friday. But then the day after, Saturday, is our Rockahula Luau. Yeah. So that shit takes oh. place in three days. Yeah. A Luau. So this is Wednesday. Mm-hmm. The next day is. Nothing. It's just Thursday. Talent show dress rehearsals. Oh, right. Then the talent show is Friday. And then the luau's the next day. Right. So the whole rest of the movie is over three days. Yes. Um, so the, anyway, the T-Birds show up when she's eating lunch with Michael and they're like, oh, you, she shook, she chose brains over brawn. Mm-hmm. Never mind that all of them have had their essays written by him. And none of yeah. them are like, she's doing it for the essay. And they want her to give her jacket back. Because she's not dating a T-Bird anymore. Right. Oh, Johnny goes, I officially break up with you. They broke up last yeah, summer. Yeah, she should have been like, bitch, I already did that. But I think it was... It like, had to be from him. It was the only thing keeping her a pink lady. Oh. That they weren't... Offic- and Paulette, She doesn't even seem to like her friends. She Why is she a, like pink a pink lady? No. And she doesn't like anything about it. Paulette's pissed off because she's very much into Johnny. And she's like, well, how is fucking Stephanie a pink lady if you're only a pink lady by dating a T-bird? And she was dating Johnny. But Johnny's dating me. Fucking me. Like, she's, yeah. she's pissed off by the whole thing. So when they finally break up, she's like, yes. Uh, she's... You're an asshole. Everyone's um. So she's very sad. 
she wears some great clothes because she's not confined to pink anymore. Mm-hmm. She wears that fucking purple outfit with the black jacket as Michael sings the worst song in the movie, Charades. Charades. I wrote it down here and I don't even remember. I just wrote, he's flat and terrible and this is lame. Like, this mask that I wear, it's a charade. Why won't she love me? Charade. Oh, this isn't even sounding familiar. You charade. Singing it to me now. <laughs> Dolores not pops into frame for four seconds and does nothing. So weird. It's really, really bad. And it goes on forever. I have and a feeling I started fast forwarding at some point. And he's not singing it. It's just in voiceover as Michael looks depressed. Okay, that sounds familiar. Which, like, Sandy's Sandra D reprise is sung like that, where mm-hmm. she's like, Grand realization. I need to change. But Michael's already changed into Cool Rider. Yeah. And also, her reprise is like four lines. This is a full length song. Yeah. Sung in voiceover. It's weird. Mm-hmm. So the pink ladies are preparing for the talent show. Stephanie is in a very cute black and gold outfit, which is dumb because she's about to go inside and change for the talent show. Yeah. Um, into a kind of lame dress. Yes. She's Christmas, right? Yeah. She's She's, she's the tree. Yeah. Um, And then Michael rides up because he said he'd meet her at the talent show. Mm-hmm. And he's like about to pull off the goggles, but the T-birds roll up. And yeah. he's like, I'll be right back. And he zooms off and she's like, they're going to kill him. I'm like, you're non-violent nerd boyfriends? Okay. And so she jumps into the pink lady's car and so Michael's riding off. The T-Birds are chasing him. The Pink Ladies are chasing the T-Birds. I 100% zoned out here and missed the part where... Did he drive off a cliff? He jumped a cliff, drove off a cliff. Okay. There's literally <laughs> a sign that says Dead Man's Curve with a cartoon skeleton with blood dripping out of its oh mouth. My God. I'm like, you I know. I definitely wasn't watching at that point. And then all of a sudden they all think he's dead. And I was like, well, okay. He jumped, I could have rewound, he but He jumped I didn't. a chasm. And they're like, it must be a hundred feet to the other side. Oh my god. There's no way he could have made it. But then they're looking down into a completely pitch black canyon. And they're like, but he's not down there. I'm like, like you could see him. <laughs> he's dead. And and they're like, oh man, he's dead. That's weird. And Stephanie is destroyed. Yeah, she was really upset. Because there's a dead kid at the bottom of the and canyon. Then, what do they do? Back oh, to the challenge show. Oh my god! You know what? And the the t- show must go on. And the T-Birds are like, we thought he'd slow down. Like, fuck, we didn't mean to run him off the road. Yeah. Whereas, like, I feel like the T-Birds from the first movie have been like, good, he's fucking dead! Like, Yeah. <laughs> These ones were like, whoops. So Johnny sees Paulette in her costume, and she's the June bride. Okay. Which is a corset and a garter. And he's like, the fuck? And she's like, I have to be this, I'm a bride. I'm like, wedding dress? Yeah. <laughs> and he puts like a top he goes you have to cover up so he puts a top hat and a scarf on her i'm like oh god you covered up her important bits the top of her head and her neck not her tits or her legs no you gotta and then for the fun uh there's a flamenco accordion number happening that was real bad and he shoves her out on stage accidentally still in her lingerie mm-hmm. and then the prep tones are warming up in the shower and the t-bird's tie them to the shower them. and then turn the shower and on. steal their jackets because they're wearing the pink jackets yeah. while they're singing prowling you're right what Ugh. um i wrote oh, that one girl finally stands up for herself but i have no idea what paulette. i'm talking about oh because paulette's like i dress how i want fuck you i'm me you knew who i was when okay, you started dating you're right me. that's it 
And so she's like, fuck you. I'm going to dress how I you want. You could tell I gave up when I was like that one girl. And you just <laughs> dumped Stephanie yesterday. And like, we've clearly been fucking all For year. For a long time. So then we hear the full version of Girl for All Seasons. Gotta say, did you notice that the girl who was March was also in fall? I didn't notice that, but she had a Junior Girl Scout sash on. <gasps> no! Yeah, with troop Yay! numbers and everything. <laughs> I don't know what that's... Is that Girl Scout cookie time? March? I think it kind of might be. Maybe. I don't know, but I was like, why is she wearing that? I was like, okay. <laughs> She's got patches and everything. Okay, so, like, they've got, like, a calendar at the top of their shade, which they open, and each girl comes through. Yeah. But the T-Birds are the ones opening the doors. You're right. So, like, so who wins the fucking albums? Oh, at the end? Oh. It's a tie, I'm pretty sure. We're getting there. But it's a tie between someone who makes no sense. It's a tie that makes no sense. They said there's a female winner and a male winner. A king and queen. There was no indication before that moment that those two things... That becoming correlated and winning the talent show. Yeah, had anything to do with each other. But we're missing the most important part of the talent show, where Stephanie has a full blown fugue. Oh my god, that was. (laughs) So she sings her December verse, but doesn't really sing it. She starts to like, and she just tunnels out of it. (laughs) And she has this stupid star on top of her head, and she's supposed to be a Christmas star off dramatically. And she takes the star off, falls to her knees, and starts singing, "Love will turn back the hands of time." And the mm-hmm. star flies out of her hands into the sky. And she's in like a motorcycle graveyard in all white. And Michael is there. And she's in this white Grecian gown. And she's like, oh, c- cool rider. How can I go on? And he's like, the memory of our love is what keeps me alive. And I was like, I'm sorry. They were in love? Love? They have talked twice. Yeah. <laughs> twice. <laughs> they have. He has lit her cigarette. They had one really great, like, ride around on the bike. He you went can't to, be talking too much. He um, went to pick her up at school and said, I'll be right back, and then died. Yeah. And, that instant attraction, y'all. And they refer to their love being eternal and their love everlasting. And the chorus of the song is, turn back, ha, ha, turn back, ha, ha, turn back, ha, ha. I'm like, what the fuck is this song? I think I hate myself so much, I'm going to listen to this on my way home. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm so tempted. <laughs> Spotify, you got me covered. Uh, Grease 2 soundtrack. And also, Michael is working his American accent real hard. Yes. He's like, Stephanie, the dreams of our love will keep us alive. I'm like, are you Elvis? <laughs> um, is Maxwell Caulfield American or British? I don't know anymore. Um, I don't know. And, like, literally one of the lines is, all that matters is I love you. And I'm like, what the fuck? And it cuts back. And she has fully been on stage on her knees singing this song. Yeah. In front of, like, on the stage. And they pan out. And every talent show contestant is standing on the stage waiting for her to finish. The principal walks out with the bitch twins. And she's like, the winners of this talent show have been decided. She's still mid-breakdown. Barely finished her song. I don't know when He's or British how American. Sorry. They I chose it up. a winner. Okay, British American. He's both. I was right. Yeah, there we go. Both times. But did they give did she win or did the calendar girls win? They said the winners of the talent show and also King and Queen of our Luau are Stephanie Zanoni. Oh yeah. And Johnny Nogarelli. Both of them belonged to groups. Well, see, I thought they were giving it to her for that. Uh, solo she just did on her own but then Sharon 
says, you won. I mean, the gr- other girls did most of the lifting, but you won. God, that's awkward and sad. And I guess with the, the prowling song, the other three were singing backup and he was singing lead. Yes, arguably, but it's still but like the, shady. The other groups where it was like the two twin sisters singing. It's like, how the fuck do you decide who wins if they're the best group? No. Or if the three preptones wins. A fight to the death th- for the throne. King and Queen has never been discussed until the last of 15 the minutes show. of this movie. And the luau is tomorrow. Yeah. Also, I thought the movie should definitely end with the talent show. The fact that we had more to go after that, I was like, because oh were, my god. They were trying to do the carnival thing. Yes. Um. Oh my god. So then we go to the Rockahula Luau, mm-hmm. which I, I couldn't sing back the line of that song because it's so, it was trying to be. I'm going to be really honest. I fast forwarded a lot of it. It was very annoying. It was trying to be, we go together where yes. it's like wop up a lubop, sham a lemon. There was a lot of rambly talk like that. A lot that. of nonsense words, yeah. but that you didn't hold on to them at all. It's like. Really? No, I checked out, man. No, no, no. Um, so it's just a giant empty field with a tiki hut around the edges. And there's just a pool in the middle. Yeah. The pool of enchantment. No. And it's, it starts in broad daylight. And then halfway through the song, it's night. Yep. It's that, just dark night. That's how time works now. And Mr. Spears is back at school, the teacher who had a breakdown. And he just straight walks into the pool. Yeah. Ha, he ha, really ha. does. It was really sad. Mental illness. And then you see him, which during the final song, and he's completely dry, by the way. He's like rolling on the ground or something. I don't know. But he's totally dry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. So then they... They want to put the king and queen of the luau on. They put them on a floating raft and put them in the middle of the pool. I'm like, that's just not fun. No, it's not. It's really awkward. King and queen float on a raft. Okay. So at the beginning of the song, Stephanie's wearing like a gray hoodie, no makeup. Her hair is fucked. And like a grass skirt. Like the love of my life died yesterday. I'm mourning. Yeah. And then when they're king and queen, they both have these like giant like grass robes that are clearly like mm-hmm. provided to them because they match and shit and johnny's like smile look like you're having fun she's like i'm fucking miserable fuck you i don't even know why she went guys because she's queen. if you're young and in school don't feel obligated to go to school dances or any events they generally suck she as a homecoming princess is saying this to you that's true i've been there i won that it's not important i was never even nominated for a prom court and i went to every single high school and junior high dance for the record, I just told people in my class to nominate me. <laughs> Homecoming was like two weeks after school started or like a month after. So nobody knew anybody. I was like, look, if you're looking for your name to put down, <laughs> may I recommend myself? That was the one and only football game I went to. Thanks. Because you won princess and Nicole won queen. Yep. And I was cheerleader that night. Not a single fucking point was scored by Luera that night. Yeah, I went to a school that doesn't know a lot about football. Didn't they not score a point all season? It's possible. They got worse and worse, and then they got lowered division-wise by my oh, senior year. Fuck! Yeah. Jesus, they They're sucked. in, like, the lowest division in the that they can be in. Wow. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah, it is. Um, so, all of a sudden, the Scorpions show up to their school luau, and they are wrecking shit. Yes. And I'm like... There's no basis for the animosity. There's no stakes. And I, also... There's no reason. There's a difference between like, hey, I see the T-Birds out on the street. I'm gonna like give them some shit. And like, you are destroying school property yeah. in front of adults. It's no. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go crazy out of my 45. way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, what the fuck? Some people don't know how to let high school go. And they're like 
gonna kill them. It's yeah. not like, eh, we're fucking up your school. Like, they're running people down. I'm like, yeah. what the actual shit? Stephanie, or Johnny's trying to row them out of the middle of the pool so he can run. Yeah. And Stephanie refuses to row, refuses to give him her paddle, and just keeps yelling, stop yelling at me! And he keeps saying, help me row! And then she's like rowing in the opposite direction of him to yeah. not moving. And then who comes busting through the thing? It's the cool rider! And she's like, cool he's rider. a man. He jumps the entire fucking pool. Which he is does. very cool. Which I guess is supposed to be impressive the proof that he could have jumped the canyon which is maybe? 100 feet and this pool is 10 yeah whatever but sure um, he also jumped over a cop car way earlier i don't know if you remember that part yeah and they refer that was, to that, that like, cool. he jumped over that cop car he probably made the canyon <laughs> what maybe they said 100 feet down not 100 feet across i have no idea like i said i don't, I don't know i could not see the other side i of missed the canyon. that scene entirely i don't know i how. don't know how you did that <laughs> um so he takes off his so immediately stephanie goes he's alive she whips off the ugly grass skirt and she's got this like adorable little silver romper i loved her outfit but i'm like you came depressed because the love of your life was her hair dead look i always say when you look better you feel better (laughs) and she follows her hair is braided with these little like purple white flowers amazing flowers amazing yeah um and he takes off the mask and she's like, it was you? I knew it the whole time. I'm like, bullshit, you didn't. No, you didn't. Um, Everybody else did. <laughs> and he's like, you're not mad? And she's like, I get two for the price of one. I'm like, you weren't in love with Michael. <laughs> the, maybe that lunch where he was helping her, they fell maybe in lo- she fell in love with him. There's more. there's a slight thing that makes sense. So when she's singing Cool Rider, she's like, I want someone who can like ride a bike and ride a motorcycle and be cool as fuck. I'm like, so Johnny Nagarelli, your motorcycle boyfriend. Yeah. Except he's not cool. But she also says stuff In like, opinion. I want someone who's like cool. Like, that's her whole thing. It's like she wants like the cool, smart, sensitive guy who's also like a motorcycle bitch. Yeah. Like he wants Sandra D and Sandy. Like, oh, okay. Like mm-hmm. he likes, she likes him for both is the point. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Trying to, not really, but okay. Um, And they give uh, Michael they give, a jacket. And Paulette is excited. Yeah. Which took me a second and I'm like, oh, because him giving Michael the jacket is him officially letting go of Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Uh, do but we- also, why'd they just have an extra jacket laying around? I don't know. That was really weird. Because graduation is tomorrow and they were about to pass them down to the new kids. That we never saw them recruit, but sure. No. <laughs> Dolores pops into frame apropos of nothing. Oh my god, she's so adorable. Michael, we can't date anymore because I've got a new boyfriend. <laughs> And he's like, I'm heartbroken, Dolores. And he, like, kisses her on the cheek. Yeah, and he, like, whispers something. It's cute. Yeah. Um, also, I don't think Michael should join them. Um, the T-Birds are assholes, and Michael's better than And them. also, graduation is tomorrow! Yeah. Well, no, gangs for life, man. <laughs> graduation is tomorrow! <laughs> um, is it? Yes, because the next scene, when they're saying, <gasps> That's right, I forgot. Always together. They're in graduation camp. You're right, Okay, you're right. here's the most fucking awkward part. So they're like, ha, 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 Dolores, ha, ha, ha. And then it turns to Michael and Stephanie. And this is where they have the whole two-for-one conversation. Mm-hmm. He leans her. It is completely unscored. There is no music. There is no sound. Yes. And they have the loudest, sloppiest It's really makeup. gross. He says, I love you. It was so awkward. So much, Stephanie. And he says it like, I love you. Like, he whispers it, and you can feel it in your soul. 
And then they pull back and she's like fixing the collar of his jacket. And then they start singing the final song. It is a continuous cut. It is a minute and 56 seconds of uninterrupted, which means every time they did that take, okay. they had to do the awkward two for one conversation. Make awkward out. Awkward make out. I love you and start singing. <laughs> I hope they only had to do like two or three takes for everyone's oh, sake. And he goes, are you certain? And she goes, I've never been more certain in my life. And he goes, most certain. And she goes, certainness. Like she's trying to be funny. funny. <laughs> but they had to do that jokey little conversation every fucking take because it was a two minute unbroken take. Benefit of the doubt. Maybe it only took them one take. Maybe they were just really just pros. It's got so right gross. through it. That it is really gross. Is so gross. I was really uncomfortable. Um, And they start singing, we'll be together. I'm like, that's a fucking rip off of. Yeah. We go together. You little shit. And it was so lame. And it's a ballad. You can't end a musical with a ballad. That's apparently a fucking killjoy. The rules are there Always are no rules. Always together. Like birds. I don't know. I just, at some point they all lined feather. up. And, just... and then it cuts in their graduation. Mm-hmm. Singing about how they'll always be together. I'm like, nope. That's not how it works. Guess how many people from high school I hang out with exclusively friends from high school just kidding um (laughs) i don't hang out with a single person from college i didn't meet anyone in college everyone i'm friends with i have known for 10 plus years wow Mm, i mean like my best friend i met her working together i've known you for 19 years no we met in second grade i don't feel like doing math but that sounds like wrong math 20 years ago, I would have been seven, because that's how old you are in first grade. Oh. I'm 27. You're right. So 19 years. Oh, that's a really long time. (laughs) If it makes you feel worse, I've known Becca for 25 years. Wow. I've known Francis for a decade. I've known Vivi for a decade, because we met in seventh grade. Mm -hmm. Like, all of my friends are people I knew in junior high, high school, elementary. Wow. I don't have no fucking college friends. Also, because I went to school in New York, so it's harder to keep up with them. Yeah. You but know yeah. what I just realized? What? I can't hear you in here. That's not important. Oh, I'm still recording. Thank okay. God. Okay. <laughs> Fucking scared. Wait. I can hear you there. Don't talk for a second. Hello, hello, hello. One, two, three. One, two, three. This is going to be a fun editing episode. Um, Shit, and I'm not going to be able to do it until Saturday. And I can't do it on Saturday because I have to shop for Mother's Day. <laughs> I do this podcast for fun of my own free will. Yeah, so you should put it up whenever the fuck you want. I already, this episode's already late. And I'm like, life happens. Fuck y'all. Yeah. It's all good. So they sing this horrible song of We'll Always Be Together. And it's the slowest, most boring song ever. Mm-hmm. And then they do these like awkward slow cuts into like yearbook photos. Yeah. Honestly, I really stopped watching then. And that's the end. Uh, yeah, I was done. Turn that shit off. Let me tell you, I will never watch this movie again. I was kind of excited to watch it because I've always seen it on lists kind of like cult faves. People like it. People enjoy this movie. And so I was like, yeah, cool. And then I was like, poor K. Purely for reproduction. Yeah, that's how it is. And Michelle Pfeiffer singing Cool Rider. Good. <laughs> So Michelle Pfeiffer is so hot. When I was in Greece, um, 
we had the cast party back at my house mm-hmm. and I played Grease and like we were all laughing and like singing along to it. And then I'm like, okay, you guys kind of need to go. And they're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I started playing Grease too and everybody left. <laughs> it's like, the power of Grease too. compels you. Oh my God. So just this show is like such a compounding failure on all levels. Yeah. And I think it's A, because Grease 1 was written as a parody of high school movies. Yeah. And the second one was mit- written as a romance. Yes. Which it wasn't meant to be. It was... Like, literally the second one, the first one is an absurdist. They fly away in a car at the end. I know. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It is. Um, But yeah. Oh, Jesus. H. Christ. Okay. Yeah. Never again. Never again. Favorite quote from the Ridge. Everything. 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 Uh, Yeah, I don't really have one specifically it says right here that it is a dessert wine <laughs> i say basha, that basha, basha. <laughs> literally every time i like have wine at like dinner i'm like it says right here it is a dessert wine i'm gonna regret this tomorrow i'm gonna think of like 10 different lines oh, no, there's, um, that i like and just fucking every scene from goddamn greece yeah i feel like a defective typewriter what i skipped a period oh, <laughs> how can you not love lines like that move slide, move slide lady with a baby <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Riz. <laughs> Stop, Danny. You'll spoil it. Uh, as much so as good. like Sandy's kind of like an annoying goody goody, which can relate. Um, still love her. I yes, love her. yes, because the movie loves her. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, favorite sequel from the original from the sequel, which we share. Favorite favorite quote, which is uh, Do you want to be Stephanie or do you want to be Michael? We can do it together. I will be S- Michael. I'll ask the question. I'll <gasps> oh, give you the you're line. Oh, so great. Let me have the exact writing. Oh, okay. So you're Michael. So you, you do the... I think it's a... So are you free later? I'm free every night. It's in the Constitution. <gasps> <laughs> Your fave could never. I loved that Stephanie so Stephanie Zanoni. And an American saying it to a British. Amazing. It's so funny. Incredible. <laughs> Hello. Hi. I wanted to ask if you're free after school today. Yeah, I'm free every day. <laughs> it's in the Constitution. <laughs> I live for it. It's a reason it's our favorite. Yes. Game. Like, close seconds are, I missed my last two periods. It's okay, you can make them up after school. That was pretty funny. I also loved this horribly cheesy, I mean, actually, if there's a worse line, it's this. But it's so funny because it made me think of, you know the scene in Twilight? When she's like, I'm familiar. Hold on tight, spider monkey. Mm-hmm. Worst line possibly mm-hmm. in cinematic history. This line made me think of that. After they went on their like bike ride. And then she's like cuddled up next to him. And she's like, I'm shivering. And he says, then hold on. And she says, that's what's making me shiver. And he goes, <gasps> no, I'm shivering. <laughs> that's so bad. Oh, so terrible. It was so corny. <laughs> oh my God. That one stuck out to me. Everyone go watch Grease 2. It's on Amazon Prime, I think. It's not. I rented it on Amazon. Oh, if you have a star. If you have a stars. I use my parents. There you go. I almost signed up for the free trial, but then I was like, it's okay. They can have my $3. I rented it in SD, which I don't recommend. Dude, the quality was bad. Becca and I like watch every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Mm -hmm. and it's like HD. No. (laughs) Like, who's paying for HD? No. No. SD. Uh, but good God, go watch this movie. It's such a shit show. You will def- I can imagine watching it with a group of people. 
and shit talking it. That'd be super fun. Oh my god. It's a good one yes. for that. It's so fun. Um so next month, uh for those of you who are familiar on the YouTube side of things with a little channel called Musical Hell, the diva will be joining us. I'm very excited. <laughs> it's very cool. I can't believe she's joining us. It's going to be very fun. I have no idea what this is, but I'm really excited for you. We're doing Charlotte's Web 2. I had no idea that existed. There are seven Swan Princess sequels. Don't do those. Oh, that was our other choice, but she's, <laughs> she's already done four of them on her channel. Oh, wow. Uh, and then our other choice was one of the, are you ready for it, 27 Land Before Time sequels. They're still making them. They're still making Swan Lake sequels. The most recent one came out this year. That's crazy. Beat that horse till it's dead. You know Land Before Time? I haven't... I probably saw one when I was a kid, but one of the dinosaurs is Petrie. Mm-hmm. Okay. There was this kid who hung out with another kid in my neighborhood, and some other kid saw him pee on a tree once, and then we called him that behind his back for the rest of time. <laughs> brilliant little assholes (laughs) it was so good oh my so shady also very obvious but it was really funny proud of you like there's like shit that like hunter said when he was little Mm -hmm. my personal favorite is hunter you have to behave i am being have (laughs) he was maybe three and the fucking boy is 17 and we're still like i am being (laughs) have hate all of you. It's really funny. <laughs> Alright, um, thank you so much for joining us. Join us back next month uh, where I will review a movie that actually didn't appear in theaters. But thank you so much for listening. See you all next month. Bye! Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Stupid Sequels Podcast. Please subscribe and review so everyone can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter at Stupid Sequels 2 or email us at stupidsequelspodcast at gmail.com. Every episode is made possible by our sound engineer, Francis Cod. Our logo was designed by Nicole Wiseman at Wiseshots, and you can find me online at Callie Blair on Twitter and pretty much everywhere else. And remember, even though these movies are stupid, deep down, we really love them.